You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the eels are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. All right, Talk Brunch Live time. For starters, I think it's sexist and disrespectful that the new upcoming movie is called Gretel and Hansel and not Hansel and Gretel. Shit like this is why we need to impeach Trump and follow Greta Thunberg to Mars with the help of our Space Force. I'm Rick Dara. I'm here with Mr. Destin Frazier. As long as they have a Gatorade ready, I'm good to go. Sounds like a plan. And also joining us, Mr. Matt Squires. I just saw a Disney Plus. They replaced the Elizabeth Warren with Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Times is changing. Well, we're here again after the Royal Rumble. Thank you all for listening in all of you guys in the chat room as well our regulars that are all in there we'll shout you out later on because right now we're going to go into what's been happening aside from at the rumble because damn there's been like a lot of rumble news right too much yeah if you're new hit that follow button if you're old and you, you got your own followers hit that host button do whatever you want to support us however the hell you feel or just listen that's good enough so uh I do want to talk some news of the aftermath of the Royal Rumble that's broken since we were last on here. I'm hearing that Sammy Guevara wound up outside of the Rumble like he pulled like a DX style thing. Yeah, he did a little mini invasion by himself. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, like it like his nephew's tank. (laughs) Let me see it. I I would call it an invasion. It was more like an infestation when you think about this. Yeah. Like, come on, Sammy. What you doing, man? Let's bring up the video here. <laughs> it did make me laugh, though. <laughs> I've seen France with better invasions. You know, that statement's just not true. Because I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So at best, you guys got a 25% chance to beat me at sacrifice. Sacrifice. That is kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I love how he was like trying to cut like the Scott Steiner math promo on a tank outside of the Royal Rumble. Like he's just like what, what? It was like a hybrid of many weird things going. Yeah. On. <laughs> he's a gimmick know. of a gimmick of a gimmick. <laughs> that was three. Di- that was a gimmick of three different universes all in one. That was nuts. Yeah, no, I don't know what the deal was with that. Was he really like out there, like at the Rumble? Yeah, I, I have no here. idea. Fans arriving at the Rumble were greeted. Yeah, he was just that's. It's funny they they say that they're not in competition with WWE, but then they show up in a little mini tank, or one of them shows up in a little mini tank. They're in competition. That's very Monday Night Wars esque, if you ask me. That's what happens I'm when sure. you let. I'm sure it shook WWE to its core. <laughs> Yeah, right. I didn't even all hear all I'm it. saying is, God forbid, somebody would have went out there and took a picture with him. Yeah, that's all it takes nowadays, right? They want to fired an impact, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? In other news, 
apparently, and there's mixed reports about this, but we're hearing that Brock Lesnar had some sort of a confrontation with uh, Matt Riddle backstage. Yeah, it's like at some point before uh, the Rumble, I don't know if the event itself or like during, there was like a little backstage kind of confrontation or something between those two. Wow, that's funny. Be careful what you wish for. And it's funny because uh, I've heard Brock Lesnar say that to John Jones. Like when John Jones was talking about fighting him, he said, be careful what you wish for, young man. And I thought that's kind of scary. Like, shit, I'm glad you didn't say that to me. You know? I can only wonder who put their mouth first. I don't. I don't give a shit how, how, how badass this dude tries to act. Brock Lesnar is an intimidating guy. Yeah. Well, Brock oh, Lesnar gets tired easy. So <laughs> All you got to do is wait 20 minutes. It wouldn't yeah. take 20 minutes for Brock Lesnar to take on Matt Riddle. Like it's funny some of the, stomach disease thingy. <laughs> it's funny some of the quotes that come out of this make it feel like you you will be glad not to even be around when it happened. But some of the things are a tense encounter ensued, and this one to me just sounds really I don't know something about the word. Brock wanted to clue Riddle in on the quote unquote the reality of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, one person was quoted as saying, wrong one to fuck with in regards to Lesnar. And uh, they also said he was spoken to by Brock and he understood. So, yeah, man. Maybe Brock will send his daughter over there. Take care. I mean, <laughs> at least that would be more impressive than anything Brock would have done. Brock would have thrown him around for three minutes and then got bored. Like, let's be real. Brock has enough pull. Brock could have fucked him up. If Brock really wanted to, Brock could have done something. And nobody would have told Brock shit. And Brock knows that. As much as I'm not a fan of the Riddle gimmick, though, he's by no means an, uh, a bitch, you know? Like, I'm sure... I'm sure oh, he, hell no. Not at all. You know, I'm sure he would have some of a hard time with this guy, you know? Well, one thing I remember from Brock Lesnar's time in the UFC is Brock was not good at taking chin jacks. Yeah, he's all basically... All Riddle needs is one, okay? He's basically a wrestling version of Jason Mewes. Isn't that what it is? He's just like a wrestling. <laughs> he, he's just one. All he needs is his own silent Bob. But he's really, he's just a Jason Muse. At the end of the Jason day. Muse. You know, he, it's like, that's what you would wonder. Like, where's his, where's his silent Bob is what I ask myself whenever I see him. Like, yeah, he's badass, like in the ring and everything. I'm not going to discredit anyone's wrestling ability, but I'm just saying that gimmick is just, and it's like, he's, you're not the original bro. Like, even Jason Muse wasn't the original bro. It goes way back. There's been people like that. Even that dude from fucking, <laughs> even that dude from California Dreams wasn't a bro. Even that replacement character from, even that replacement surfer dude from Superhuman Samurai wasn't an original bro, and he acted just like you. And he's just sending him to brocessory.com. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nuts, yeah, exactly. There's no way he's too young to be an original bro. So I don't really like the gimmick. <laughs> that being Who's said, the original bro guy? yeah, who is the who is the original bro? How far back can we trace it? Hogan. Hogan uh, the original. Uh, uh, you can see. Brother. I think bro. Bro's an abbreviation of brother. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm I mean, just we're saying gonna get, we're we, gonna get technical, maybe. We, we've seen it done before. Is the whole thing? So it's like I don't dislike the, his in-ring work, but just the character and the barefootness, the flip-flops, the, the whole thing. The one time, <laughs> the one time I genuinely laughed out loud was recently, in this past week, leading into the uh, the World Collide pay-per-view. Oh, when, I think I know the one like, you might be talking about. Yeah, when Mustache Mountain were. were <laughs> Uh, doing a promo on on the browser weights and he basically they were talking about all the joint manipulation that they were going to do and stuff and then he said bro i don't even know what you said after you said something about manipulating a joint i just started to daydream <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was great 
he, he has his moments, you know. And then the, the following, and at the uh, Worlds Collide, when they said that they wanted to be blunt, Pete Dunn said, "I want to be blunt," and then he started looking around like, "Ah, oh, blunt." I like <laughs> what I like this what I like most about this, and we'll get into it when we talk a little bit Worlds Collide. I like that Pete's having fun with it too, because we don't yeah. get to see that side of him. Yeah, good, good uh, dichotomy with the two personalities, you know. Yeah, I liked it they mesh really good. It's very fun you know, stuff going on. You know who it reminds me of? The Goofy and the Straight Guy. It reminds me of Steve Blackman and Al Snow. Oh, my God. Oh, head cheese? <laughs> we went back to head cheese? Head cheese. It's, it's modern-day head cheese. <laughs> it's bro cheese. Oh, God. Uh, my favorite moment of head cheese oh. was, the, was the first time that the, that the fans broke out into Let's Go Head Cheese. Just the way <laughs> Steve Blackman sold how furious he was. Like, I wish we could have heard what, what he was saying because it looked like he was cursing Alston out in the ring. Like he was in the corner, like the, the tag team match was about to start. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go oh. head cheese. And he immediately turned, looked at fucking Al Snow and whatever he said was definitely cursing him out. But I just wish that it could have <laughs> had it. They were like, look what you did. You motherfucker. They're saying head cheese now. <laughs> like that was such a great moment. Yeah. They are like a modern day head cheese. Thankfully, no cheese. Oh, God. Just weed, head weed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, be careful, Riddle. Don't don't mess with Brock. You know he didn't get his wish because look at they came out. I I talked about that last night. How he just missed him. He was in the same rumble as him, and he just missed him. And you saw how quickly they they tossed him out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Go back and think about how quickly all those NXT dudes got tossed out of the ring. It goes yeah, to show they... that they are they are NXT for sure in full sale. But when you come over here where, where you're not being booked, where you're dealing with the booking of Raw and SmackDown, you are not NXT. Because how, how many people look strong from NXT in that rumble? Literally, people who are considered big deals were just getting tornadoed out of it left and right with no offense whatsoever, including the bro that everybody which loves. Shows, which shows that Raw and SmackDown still think they matter as much as NXT, which reality, they don't. But the sad part is that goes to show how people like him. Well, that? Keith Lee got the biggest rub out of it. Yeah, out of everyone. That, that else maybe did. and then the women's Bianca Belair because she got the record. Yeah, yeah. But but as far as but everybody else goes, two, just... that goes to show for uh, Matt Riddle just how far envisioned, creative, and him are from him being part of a Brock Lesnar deal. You know that he he's not even a thought wasn't even thought there were rumors going around which there's no way to confirm that which is why i hate covering those parts of the sheets but there were rumors going around that he was supposed to be in that keith lee spot and uh because of whatever went down they just swapped him out and put keith lee that would be ironic as hell considering the drop we played yesterday of cm punk suggesting keith lee win the rumble and i'm kind of having that tease right <laughs> but yeah don't screw yourself out of a spot here either because uh but you know, at the same time, the company is in a in a tough situation. You can't, you got to kind of keep everybody happy, even even people. Assuming Matt Riddle is as much of a dick as he sounds like he is, which I'm sure there have to be people who feel that way in in management that just fucking bite their tongue. Because what are you gonna do? You're gonna release him? You probably exactly. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Not right now. That would be kind of like a bad move. In one way or another, not having him is gonna fuck you up. Because he's super over before he had even arrived on the scene. So they got to kind of do something. They can't like, because, you know, a few times he's come out in uh, social media or said things that were really shoot comments, not that he was working. And it was just uh, somewhat would be considered disrespectful. And they just seem to look the other way. 
And it's like, yeah, we've had a couple of instances that I can think of where it kind of seemed like he was jobbed out of nowhere. It could have been coincidental or just the, the, the direction they were going in. I don't know if that was anything, but they don't seem to keep him down very long, you know? No. I think that guy's going to run his mouth one too many times, though, and he's going to get called out for it. Eventually. I mean, at, at most, that's the most they can do is just call him out, but it's not like they can really effectively do anything. No, well, somebody will do something. It depends on the depth of his... Uh, actual personality backstage in the locker room take for example someone like austin aries i think he's a great wrestler at one point during his ring of honor days slash tna days i thought he was possibly the greatest wrestler in the world with the way he performed it was like wow but it's amazing where it feels like most people the general consensus is as good of a wrestler is he was even a better dick to the point where no one seems to want to keep him around because you really got to ask yourself are all the stories you hear about him nonsense? Because uh, it would just be weird that everyone has the same story. And if they all are, how is somebody that good nowhere? You know what I mean? Like, isn't it weird that somebody, like, if you go and watch Austin Aries matches, they're really good, man. How is he nowhere? There has to be something exactly. going on. It can't. He seems to want to work, and no one's ever denied his talent. The assumption would be that the stories you hear about how difficult he works, he has to work with in Cornette and just the other companies it's true and then and then that bound for glory that one year did him no favors so the point being if you're a big enough dick in reality then your options actually become more limited than anything because even if you're in a wrestling boom where there's all these companies to work for you burn too many bridges you just don't really have anywhere to go look at ach you know where it's like he he managed to burn several bridges even whether he admits it or not like there's a lot of people who who don't need that kind of drama impact wouldn't take ach at this point you know, so it's like there are people who's like, you don't want to burn too many bridges. You've heard stories about Davy Richards, as good as he is. He was one of the best, man. I couldn't believe he, for a while, him and, and Eddie Edwards were the two top guys of Ring of Honor. And, uh, you know, I've heard stories about he got sent home from Japan. Go back and look at the sheets years ago. He got sent home. I don't know if he was showing up at events later. There was some disrespect or shit, but there was always like something that you heard when they brought them into NXT as, uh, what were their names? Eric Philbin. They had real horrible names. They jobbed out to, uh, <laughs> They, they jobbed out to the Ascension in a match that goes to show how, how much they had in direction for the American Wolves that they jobbed out to the Ascension. But what were the names? It was, they were terrible names. Something like Eric. Oh, Phil- I can't it, even remember. It's so bad. Eric Philbin and Gary Hickenbottom. No, I know those weren't their names, but it sounded like <laughs> shit like that. You know? Something <laughs> a couple of coaches. It was just so bad. But I remember, I forget which one of them took the, uh, the vertical suplex style move, I think it was, and kind of landed on the back of their head slash neck and they were told to go home, but didn't. That's the story. I don't know if it's real, but whatever. Even if they didn't, that match looked bad and we never saw them again. And I think that was pretty much them trying them on TV. Cause it's not like they didn't know who they were and they called them the American pit bulls. That's what their names were instead of the American wolves because WWE has to fucking change everything. We can't have wolves for whatever reason, which we never got the story to, but they were the American pit bulls. Eric Phil, the names are really bad. If you guys Google them, you'll laugh when you see that. Cause I remember thinking you can't be, you can't be serious. <laughs> like it was like those can't be the names that you gave those two guys. Like why aren't they just Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards? I'm going to look now. I wonder if it's on like their wiki page or something, like oh, on their alternate Christ. names or something. Davey Richards. Ryan Milhouse and, uh... <laughs> Ryan Milhouse. <laughs> Let's be real. That's probably better than what their names were. Okay. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. Oh, you got to look these guys up here. Davey yeah, Richards. I heard, I heard, I sometimes heard stories about, uh, when it came to the ROH world title, like Davey would threaten to leave if he couldn't win it. I'd heard a couple of stories about that. Like, really? 
That was only one of the ones, but yeah, I used to hear all the stuff where it's like, I, I heard the Japan ones a lot more often. But. So Davey Richards was Derek Billington. He <laughs> does my taxes. Sounds like an economics teacher. Uh, Mr. Billington. <laughs> I have a question about the associated <laughs> uh, Russia in the 1976. Oh my god. Let's look up Eddie Edwards. I, I don't know if I could get them at the American Fest. So Derek, Derek Billington. I'm frightened what the other one is. Me too. I don't remember. They didn't show... <laughs> what was Derek Billington? Oh, God. You know, they don't even keep Edwards' listed unless it was John Cahill. I don't think that was it, though. We'll have I to look later. But, Derek Billington. I just Christ, remember man. they were horrendous. And, uh, yeah. I get those names at whitepeople.com. But you see what I mean? Like, does that, <laughs> does, and then does that sound like they wanted them to be in the thing? You know, and it didn't help whatever it is that he did where he was gone and then no one else picked him up. So it's like, you got to be careful. I don't know. Maybe the bro thing, maybe he is really working. Maybe he's that good of a worker, but I just kind of feel like he has talked a lot of shit. And this is becoming one of those. How many stories have you going to hear about him and backstage stuff before, you know? But then again, we only ever hear this stuff with like legends and other stuff like that. We don't hear with like the people that he's on a constant basis. I hope he says something to Randy Orton. He'll find something in his gym bag. It's more than legends, though, and I think that was X Pac. But no, Orton's done that too. I always wondered if people just confused X Pac with Orton, or if it was two accounts. Because X Pac definitely <laughs> did this. Like X Pac, one hundred percent did the Sable one. Like X Pac's guilty oh. of the Sable one. So which one did Orton do? I don't know, but I've heard that he's done that before. I love how the he's wrestling world done. has turned into which one was Orton and which one was <laughs> who who shit like Sable's bag and 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 X Pac. According to Xbox, he didn't shit in her bag. He had someone gave him a cup that had shit already in it, and he just poured the it correction, in. Correction, though, like I, you know, does that mean that clarify. is that a case two wrestlers one cup? Oh, oh my god! No. You know what, I'm honestly, man, with, if you listen to if you ever listen to an Xbox shoot, like he's so honest about some of the wild shit that's gone on that he has no reason to lie. Like there's stuff that that when you hear, you're like, if he's saying that this all happened, why would he even bother to just lie about this thing? Right. You know, so, like at, he, that, at that point, he's one of those people you believe anything he says. Yeah, he he's very honest. He's he's it, scarily honest. It, it, it's the equivalent to uh, if you've ever seen uh, if for anybody who's ever seen the HBO Andre the Giant special, they talk about when you would tell stories about Andre and everybody believed it, no matter what it was. Yeah, I, I think Ric Flair said like his fairs when he heard that Andre Andre had two rows of teeth. It was like, at that point, he's just like, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> insane. But yeah, no more no more backstage confrontations, Mr. Matt Riddle. You know? Because eventually somebody's going to actually swing. I mean, Brock ain't, but you know, Oldberg sure as hell ain't, but I mean, yeah. yeah, right. He might piss off somebody who can actually do some shit. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want that. So uh, AJ Styles, I don't, didn't talk about it tonight, did they? They didn't, but um, looks like AJ's kind of banged up right now after the Rumble. Yeah, he has a, a separated shoulder from what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, basically when he took that spear from Edge, in the process of him selling it, he landed on his shoulder funky. So it yeah. wasn't even Edge's spear that hurt him. It's his, it's his own selling that wanted to hurt. He basically pulled the Ziggler. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, which is funny because I've seen him sell like that before. I guess maybe it's just something about that rotation. And thank you, Spartan Jesus, for the, for the host. Yeah, and cool eyes from before. You know, it looked bad though when I saw it in the in the replay. But what's most heartbreaking about that to me is 
do we just trade off Edge for AJ Styles? You know what? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I was thinking about the fact that we were going to have Edge and AJ Styles in the same company together. And we just missed it by one spear. Yeah. And, I mean, I know the only thing we know so far is that it is a separated shoulder, but we haven't heard how long AJ is going to be gone yet. So it's like, I can help a little that maybe he's back before Mania, but a separated shoulder ain't exactly something you can just rub some dirt in and move on. I'm, dude, I'm hearing, I mean, I'm hoping it's, it's too soon, but I'm hearing stuff like they're not sure if he's going to make Mania. Yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise with that kind of injury. And I was hearing that last night, let alone, and it hasn't been corrected today. And that could suck because it's like we essentially, Edge is going to be in AJ's spot going forward. And the OC, they're screwed because I'm, we, we've heard from AJ and Shoots himself that part of his deal when they asked for him to come over was, well, I want to bring these two guys with me. It's not like they said, you know, it will be great. It was more like, okay, you have a deal. Those are his guys. Yeah. They're they're WWE guys in the sense, but at the end of the day, those are his guys. They're, they're literally the only reason they're there is because of him. Yeah, there was no well, evidence that they're screwed according to tonight tonight's Raw. So I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, let's be real. Without <laughs> AJ Styles, they're the revival. Okay, like they're, yeah, they're there to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, so that one spear took him out. He did that inside get turned inside out thing, but he didn't get the full rotation. He landed right there. Yeah. So when it happened. You know, and then we had yeah. Beth Phoenix also who busted yeah, they actually down. they finally showed how they finally revealed how she busted herself open. Yeah, it was a it was that back uh that back corner of the ring, right? Yeah, she um I guess she when she leaned back, I guess either she leaned back too fast or something, and basically that freaking ring pulse sliced her head open. You know what, man? How about we change that stupid thing? Right, it it was fine just being like, the how, cylinder. It how about before. that thing clearly does not work, so we don't have it there anymore. Like, didn't Cesar break his well, teeth or some shit on that? Well, yeah, that? we have to have flashing lights though. Yeah, okay, but I'm sure that I mean, with today's world, you're telling me that we can't have flashing lights that have padding and shit. Talk to Fisher <laughs> Price. Talk to Fisher Price or Milton Bradley or some shit. You're telling me you can't make a safe flashing light thing. <laughs> oh. They, they, Unforgiven brought to you by Play School. All I'm saying is, if you ever pay attention, that LED board on the front of the ring, there's a pad over that. Look at Why not dude, the ring post? Look at that shot. Does it look like you could die if you hit that the wrong way? I feel like I feel like if you move her hair, that thing's in her skull right now. It's crazy that they don't that of all things not to have safe a company that's all about safety and everything in the wrong places. But then we have a neon thing. I'm sure that the ones in Times Square you could hit safer. <laughs> Can you imagine that pitch meeting? Well, Vince, what I want to do is put these LED boards, but they have giant spikes on the top of them. I like it. They don't have to so have spikes. Can... You know, before so... we even knew how to make fire, oh, the world was composed spikes. of shapes. And some of those shapes weren't weren't <laughs> fucking blunted like that. Kids like spikes. Put spikes on it. Things like a fucking razor edge. Are you kidding me? Like, you know what would be cool to have in our wrestling match? Things that have corners. <laughs> sharp, sharp ass corners. corners. Good God, I man. want coffee tables all around the ring. God, I couldn't man. figure out what happened when I first saw it. But yeah, apparently that's what happened. And I, w- and I knew she had to do something with the finish because if not, they would have just eliminated her quickly. It was like, holy crap, she must be in this till the end because they're le- she's hanging in there while she's bleeding. Yeah, she toughed it out. I mean, for God's sakes. But well, like, she's a really this- strong woman. Think about it. She's probably one of the strongest women we've ever seen. 
Here, now that's a tough-ass motherfucker. I, didn't, I <laughs> dare you to bully our children. I fucking built four tough-ass come like, up to that fucking school. I had one like that, she's only foreplay. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. I feel really bad that that happened. But look at that. You know, that shot gets, puts into perspective that that whole thing should have like a rubber padding or something on the top. Oh. Anything. They could have done <laughs> anything. Some kind of rubber slip over that. Something, something to where we don't have this fucking like blunt end of a guillotine sitting this close to like live bodies. And what do we need that there for anyway, in case we forget we're watching Raw? I mean, you know, you, have, you, you gotta remember, man, Kevin Dunn only has like a first grade education at best. Okay. At the very he least, might forget- in, in, in a kayfabe way, why don't you try to make this feel like it's important? Like, how about Raw and next to it put the time of the match? So that then it's almost like, well, that's needed in some way, even if it's in a kayfabe way instead of a shoot way. You justify it. Now it just looks like you just wanted a big neon raw there because it would look cool. It, like, and the funny thing is, like, like, when you look at stuff like the Elimination Chamber, it doesn't even light up during the chamber match. The pose, nothing. Just the freaking light above the thing. Like, it, it serves no actual purpose. What if it was their power meter? Like, you would see what their power meter is. I remember back before Raw, uh, what the hell was the thing that was competing against Blu-ray? Was it HD DVD? Uh, it was, yeah, right? So. Before Blu-ray kicked their asses and sent them into beta hell. Well, basically, <laughs> there was, um, there were some HD Blu-rays that had special features. For example, uh, the first Michael Bay Transformers. And when you watched it, it would have the health bars throughout the whole movie, as strange as that is, of everybody. And, I think I remember that. And as they were battling, like their health would go down and you would see like when people were dead or like when they were in critical and stuff and when they got powered back up and you selected different, uh, for, it looked like a game. So that was pretty cool. You know, but maybe that's what, yeah, maybe that's what we're up to. We, we need to, the Beth Phoenix health bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it has to say raw. It's like, remember when you played back, you remember back to the future two and three on NES? Uh huh. And how it would say at the top of the game, because in case you forgot what you were playing, it would say Back to the Future 2 and 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So just in case you forget you're watching Rod, it says it on the repost. Yeah, you know, and just in case you forget that this is the red brand, we're going to make her bleed red. So now you have to right. several reminders that we're watching Raw, you know. <laughs> the back of her head is an advertisement. We're going to sacrifice a goat at the top of the ramp that so that it says Raw. <laughs> we're going to eat raw meat in the middle of the show. <laughs> it's oh, like, God. <laughs> we get um, the point, guys. We uh, just say it. We live it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would be odd if it was SmackDown. Oh. Oh, I'd definitely be rushing a medic in there to get her out if she's bleeding blue. Oh god, right. Bitch in a fucking character on Detroit becoming human. <laughs> blonde to a brunette. <laughs> I felt bad for the other girls. Like I was looking that's how professional they are if I have to say something positive about them. Cause I was looking for any reaction. Because there's no way everybody knows. Like, you know, you're out there like what the fuck happened to you? You know, but now everybody just was okay with it. Like no one, because I know I would have been fired because if I was out there, I was having, I would probably if I go for a body slam, some ugh, like I would have like moved away. Like, ugh, <laughs> why are you? Oh, you all right? Blood, you know, she's a lot of hair. Yeah, she's no, got a they, thick head of hair, and for it to be that red and that, I mean, she looked like flare out there. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it was that was like flare levels of blood. Yeah. It was it, it was a bad cut to bleed that much into your hair. Like like every time every time they went to a shot of the back of her head, like fifty percent more. Like <laughs> I heard they had to put staples you, or something, right? You look like Ethnic Rios. Something's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had to have her head stapled or something, right? 
Yeah, she had to get staples. It was that deep of a cut because of this Man, unsafe ass is, ring post. That is frightening. Ugh. All right, well, at least no one died this year. Yeah. At least in the Rumble. If we have time for injuries here, there's definitely death there. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about Paige and about her um her feelings got hurt because of the whole Triple H thing. And, you know, at least in our community, we kind of agreed that it's not really it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like no one should have gotten that angry. At least we feel that way. I Funny thing being just just us saying that alone, just that opinion alone crucifies us. Like, how could we feel that way? Um, Ryback spoke about it a little bit on his show. So I'm going to link you guys to it and, and listen to it here. Oh, boy. No, that's uh, so I will say that that's a joke typically you say about guys. Um, I think it makes them look a little bit foolish saying that about a woman. Like, how would she have kids she doesn't know about? Pregnancy is a pretty like, and this is I know, in, in, it's jokes and haha and fun, but I mean, it's a joke for guys, so it's not a joke typically used towards women. It comes off a little bit boring to me personally, which I've seen how he is within that environment, and I think it was a little slip on his part of Hunter backstage to Hunter in the media, and uh, and I've seen that all too often being there. So it's like that to me. It's with her, with her background, and like it, it just kind of looks. It, I don't understand the point of knocking her over in the UK, especially she's she's loved over there. Like, how is that? And is it just trying? I know you, know, you get you want to have a haha and try to be funny. I do it all the time, but like you don't have to do it at somebody's expense, let alone in a where you. Like, it just makes him look really foolish, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm glad he apologized because he should, but. That, that's the kind of stuff, though, when you make that joke, then she's going to get hate from people, too. And fan, you know what I mean? Because he's doing it. It's just, it's a joke for guys. It's right. not a joke you make about a woman. And it's like, because it, it goes many different ways with that. And I, I just don't. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm glad he apologized for her. Because it puts her in a bad position. But just imagine being her, like, and it's demonizing, like, what, cause, cause it, she likes to have sex or like, no, you have a whole other argument, like, and stuff, but you just don't, I don't know. I, I get the, she's always had that personality of, of wanting to try to get laughs. I get that. But his problem is, is he likes to do it at other people's expense. I've seen him do it time and time again. And that, that's a little, the little DX thing. It's, it's just bullshit, like, in my opinion. So I'm glad, I'm glad he apologized though. That was, that was the only move. Yeah, and this one, I think it was, it was also pretty bad because Paige has said in the past that she can't have children. Um, and also that, you know, she went and suffered depression over all the yeah. slut shaving she had when, you know, there were photos and videos of her leaked. So, she, you know, she, she's something she's, the topic she struggled with. And, to and fans are relentless on that. And fans, because the, the, the oh, yeah. fan, so Hunter has just relit that flame again for her. So now she has to deal with all this. And again, in social media and whatnot, it's just, I just think it's a fucking bad move, and, and he, I'm glad, he, like, apologizing is the only thing, but, like, now, like, she's gonna get, that can re-trigger comments for another fucking year for her, on that, on the whore and all the bullshit from all those losers out there, like, it's just, it, well, why, it, you know, why, is it's not, like, to me, that's, it, that, that goes deeper than just trying to get a ha-ha joke, especially in her, like, her home country over there, like, it, you, would you go to Canada and try to tell a shitty Bret Hart joke for a pop? 
to fucking right. you know what I mean? I just don't I don't I don't understand the mindset. So yeah. On oh, this is the guy. This is the guy that speared a fat chick into a bull, right? <laughs> he came out skinny and Colombian. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> at, at what? At, at whose expense was that? <sighs> All I'm saying is, how you gonna ruin my laugh with technicalities, right back? Like, what the fuck, man? Can I? And just for the record, that? I would go to Canada, crack a red hard joke, because you know why? It'd be funny. Can I get that on here? We didn't have the Talktron over here back when we used to do that. Can we get the fat chick being spared? I wouldn't know. Let me see if I can find it. Give me a minute. It's hard because it's not going to come. It was one of his vitamins. It wasn't like just. It was a rot. Oh, boy. Watch me type it in and it come out instantly. I already did and it didn't, man. (sighs) That's fucking. (laughs) I put Spears fat girl. Like, you think that will be more definitive than a pool? Ryback Spears pool. Nope. Yeah, we'll try at another point. If you, one of you guys get it, share it on, on the Facebook or the Twitter or something. But that was great. Remember that? That was his, he was advertising his diet pills or some shit. And he speared this fat chick into a pool and she came up like as a model. And she wasn't even the same ethnicity. She was like Hispanic. It was a fat white chick he speared into the pool. And she came out of it with like a, I don't know, she was some sort of, uh, Dominican or Hispanic or something. And she was hot suddenly. It was just a funny advertisement. <laughs> but uh we'll find it at some point. Maybe you took it down now because... uh Why do you say pot calling the kettle black? Because this guy's done that his whole career. Go back on this guy's Twitter and see who he hasn't made fun of at somebody else's expense. Or uh, he's just... He's a hypocrite. I've always hated this guy. He's nonsense. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. And as far as he just kind of makes a point... It's yeah, just, it's, it, it, it's trip. He doesn't like Triple H. Everybody knows he doesn't. So it just seems like another thing where it's like, hey, let me see if I can stick it to Triple H. Like, fuck out of here, dude. Like, he made it funny. Everybody laughed. Okay. Nobody gave a shit. Like, I, I found know. one of it. The quality is like, it looks like somebody, somebody's just somebody recorded. Oh, God. But like, go to about nine, ten seconds. It's there. You can see it. Like, you, 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 you can see said fat check into said pool and uh, <laughs> uh, it you have to give me a minute to get onto the uh yeah. the blue brand and i don't mean smackdown you stupid you, to get your message. <laughs> yeah go to about uh nine ten seconds it's about the only one i could find but like it's the uh oh my god you know, so i don't come on yet- here anymore look at all this shit that has to load up that i don't care about to get to your shit <laughs> you know like right. what is that come on man yeah, but it's just like, it, it's just, that that's the wrong person to ask about the situation, because it's somebody he already doesn't like. Like, if you're going to ask somebody's opinion, ask somebody who doesn't care about it. Ask somebody who either doesn't care or has no beef with them. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryback, he's had a chip on his shoulder about the way they treated him. Not that I don't believe him. But, yeah, um, he is. I found that joke to be really harmless. And uh, the part about the kid, that's that's the only part that uh makes it challenging is because she if she did have assuming she's had trouble having children or whatever you know what i mean uh, yeah I, I guess that could hit a soft spot but i don't think in that moment he would have been thinking uh, about exactly all these Tri- different triple h's factors he's know? never been one to go at a joke like that with malice it's always been at least in good fun like if i make a joke about old people or grandpas i i can't factor in everyone whose grandfather is dead including my own you know what I mean? It's just weird to do. It's like, you know, how careful do we have to be 
whenever we say anything. Should we just all not say anything at all? Like, I, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's if it was out of malice. If you don't want people talking about you, you don't do stupid stuff. Well, we could say that about the adult stuff, assuming that's the direction of the joke, but the children thing is the part where uh, the emphasis was with the Ryback thing, that she can't have kids, and that's part of the part that hurt her. Oh, shit. Well, it's like he assumes everybody's thinking about that 24-7, like... <laughs> so what, in, in two more weeks, are we going to see her all coked up and on a bench because she can't handle her yet? Oh, poor Paige. I don't think he's just like, oh, yeah, it's going to start a whole year of comments again. It's like, no, there's other stuff going on out here. Like we, weak-minded fools. <laughs> they are. People are weak. They're weak-minded. They have no sense of humor. Whoa, it's funny until it affects me. Or Ryback. I think freaking Ryback cares. Gives one crap about Paige. No, it's a talking point. It puts him out there. Oh, I'm the hero now. I'm the sense. Oh, shut up. Like you care. Tell us how you really feel. All I'm saying is squires could. All, all I'm saying is squires could crack a rude joke right now. Ten bucks says I don't get offended, and I don't care either. Like, if someone would say something against me, of course, I, I could tell one right now, but I don't want to. But, <laughs> right? it's, but I, I set it up too easy. It wouldn't work now. But if he does it again, what was that one time you did something about the church's chicken car when I got a bone thug answer wrong? It was funny. Like <laughs> it's funny. Guess what? Racism's funny. <laughs> all of that stuff. It is, and it's funny on all ways. It's funny yeah. both ways. There's just some things that are they're just funny. They are. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it it depends on the on the situation. I'm not going to generalize and say to that extreme, but I do get. It's what not an extreme. When, when something's funny, it's funny. When something's not, it's not. It doesn't mean that Triple H is this hate-mongering. Look at what he's done. He, this man has single-handedly done more for women's wrestling than probably anybody else that's a non-women wrestler. Yeah, I could agree yeah, with look you. Look at that. where NXT has been since uh, he's taken control of it. That's a whole roster worth of people that now they have their own live TV slot. Like it, It's gotten to the point where you say it, one it, thing. Forget about Oh, how can he say that? If it, if it wasn't probably for Triple H, Paige probably wouldn't be the wrestler that she is now. Because I guarantee he probably had a lot to do with her in those in beginning stages of getting them in and things like that. Him planting those seeds of, the, of, of what it is now. People have this really annoying habit of if you do one thing negative, all of a sudden that's all you are. Every, everything's erased. Yeah. It's like, it's not that simple anymore. Like, he's just not a nice enough guy and everything. And like I said that last week. Oh, I think I got it. Give me a minute to just oh, bring Christ. it. Oh, Christ. All I got to do is transfer to the Tron here. Yeah, Stasis found it for us. Oh, God. I think this is the actual vid. I don't know about the, uh, there's some incarnation of it. I'm terrified. This was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Something tells me it's still just as funny, though. Oh. Did we get it? Did we get it? All I'm saying, there was no crazy domestic violence when this came out. He did hit a fat chick, so I mean, hold on, it's still buffering on in. Very last minute, folks. You gotta buffer that whole chicken. That's what the problem is. Yeah, everything else is good. They still waiting for her ass to get in there. Feed <laughs> me more. Oh, no. Hey, stupid! Are you sick and tired of being oh, overweight? Yeah. Me more. 
shock. Extreme fat burner. Every Shell shock. Extreme fat burner. Yo, it was so simple. So simple. to say it's not okay to be fat. That if you're not skinny, it's not okay. Oh, dude, it was, it was June. It was June of 2018 when we played that on here. <laughs> June 2018. Good, good. There's some goofy ass episodes, man. To be accepted in this world, you cannot be fat. You have to be a skinny <laughs> Colombian chick. Now, now, who's a bully? A guy that made a joke, or a guy who stiff arms freaking Stan Hansen clothesline at me? My favorite part to this day. Stand it again. He he he, cl- he. That was stiff. Yo, I, watch her turn. That's the part that kills me. She got clothesline and turn. Hold on, yeah, we gotta now, do that again. You, you read my mind. <laughs> clothesline, absolutely. She she could take that. It's like greater value stack or two. I'm done. Feed me more. Hey, stupid! Are you sick and tired of being overweight? Shell shock. Extreme fat burner. Shell shock. Extreme fat burner. Wow. I, I don't usually watch the video version of this back again, but I might have to make an exception this week. That also goes to show how much the world changed in a couple of years because back then that was like just a footnote. Like, hey guys, look what Ryback did. Moving along. Yeah. You know, right. like, now if, it's if, like, if holy shit, that, look what Ryback if, did. If he did that That's now, like, he'd be accused of domestic violence and fat shame and everything and, else in the sun. In, in his defense, after my diatribe, there's nothing wrong. That was funny. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. She wanted to take a shot, you know? Good stuff. I just love how it starts. I still wait for you to think how it starts with, hey, stupid, you talking to me? <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would get that fat burner now. Right? You know, why not? But how you- hypocritical is him saying that? that that's Come on. So it wasn't when you did that? Oh, God. I'm just saying, there could have been a lot of offended fat people out there. He probably just yeah. saw a bullseye where he could target Triple H because, you know, he doesn't like that guy. Yeah, and he has that, been exactly. to be a bully. I just he, don't think... It's, it's, not, just, it's not to say that maybe there aren't the stories thing. of Triple H being a bully. I just don't think that this was one of them. It, it's, See, that's what I'm saying. It's not him coming out to defend Paige. It's him using that to get a shot on Triple H. Which, in reality, makes, which in reality makes it even worse. Because he's just using something that yeah. hurt her to fuel his little bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you guys know I've always been very pro Ryback on here. Like I always said that that was just a very unfortunate situation, and not because he was specifically my style of wrestler or anything. But I just saw like the marketability of the guy. Like when he first came out, it was like this is perfect. They got a guy with an outfit that looks good. He doesn't sound because a lot of the problem with the big guys is they sound like little guys. You know, I hate to say, but most big guys when you hear them talk is disappointing. Even the medium sized guys got kind of, ah that voice is his voice fits his body, which is very good, and he's a good promo because he's an intelligent guy. 
you know, and then to top it off, he's strong and he came with an outfit and a gimmick and words that people like to chant and finish with everybody. You know, it was like impossible. Like if he stuck around, even if he didn't feel like they were using him right, it would be impossible for them to not use a guy like that right forever. He would have had some sort of a, of a run of a good run. He would have eventually gotten into the Hall of Fame in the future. Like it was just too marketable for it to not work. And he just left. And I, and and I get I get other people being impatient and feeling that way, but I didn't get it with him. I don't feel he was there long enough to have paid his dues to be like that. Does it? This company just doesn't. And it's like you know what I mean. And and at what point were they not using him? Maybe there must have been a point like, where he wasn't being used, but he was used enough that I saw him with top guys for a while. It, it, it just back, it, what was that square? Oh no. Go back to your Austin Aries point though, and it's the same thing with Ryback. Why isn't he working anywhere? I don't know. Have yeah, you tried to work true. anywhere, though? Because heard people, of people are bull crap. Because that guy's a bull crap. He's full of crap. He's one of those guys that run his mouth. And it's just, I, I, I see right through that guy. It's the same thing. It, it just seems like he wasn't willing to go through the tough time because he didn't like the idea of him not being on top. The difference between him and Triple H is probably another reason I don't like Triple H. Triple H went through the hard time after the after the curtain call, and Triple H didn't leave. Ryback couldn't handle it. I just felt like I don't what? disagree with anything he's saying about why he left. Those are all things you hear from everyone. I just think he could have been a little bit more patient and rolled that out. He could have ziggled it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate to say it because after all, you get tired of Ziggler. But Ziggler was smart enough to stick around where at this point, he has like a, a legacy there, whether you like it or not. And if it's not out of necessity and if it's not out of deserving it, it'll be out of desperation because they put too many people in the Hall of Fame. I've been saying that for the five years we've been doing this. And eventually everyone winds up in there for even much less than, than, a, than a Ziggler career. And Ryback was pretty much being slated to be something. They weren't going to leave him doing nothing. Again, too marketable. So I just think that uh they missed a boat with that, and he also kind of just couldn't take it. I mean, you got to think how bad could it have been? This guy couldn't take it anymore. I mean, they him more than they because I mean he could have stuck it out. He could have toughed it out until his time came. But yeah, because I had he no like, problem. He, with he, he didn't like the idea of not being on top anymore until he left. Yeah, because creative wise, maybe there was some backstage stuff on both sides. But like as far as character wise, I had no problem with Ryback. Again, not my flavor because I like more technical guys. But I'm saying if you're looking for something long-term that works that everyone's going to get behind there you go right there was exactly what the hell they needed and he's big they love the guys when they're big too right again i'm going by the bullet points that they like not me i'm just saying this guy hit all of the fucking vince mcmahon check marks good promo check catchy catchphrase everyone says check great costume check marketable name check you know what i mean it's just kind of like it's unbelievable that that couldn't be resolved whether you like it or not it's exactly the kind of guy that they look for in every fucking way and they had it and still couldn't make it work you know what i mean like i said not our kind of guy but it's exactly when people say vince mcmahon likes big sweaty men and that that's literally the 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 silhouette that people imagine is what ryback was yeah but but if that guy is just all he's saying is it's like the old Bob Holly story where they were talking to him where he had that championship with Lesnar and they were like, so what's your idea? Well, I be the champ. And then who beat you? Well, nobody. (laughs) That was his game. Like nobody beats me. (laughs) He could work within the system. Again, I I could see him doing the same thing. Well, what do you mean I lose? 
Yeah, but he never won for us to even say it. I guess he, they tried him and then, and then they just, something didn't work out about it. You know, but he just had to, I think he just needs to be a little patient. And that's why I said it's a missed opportunity. He, he should have, I mean, a, a prime example, look at, um, two names I can name off the top of my head, Raul Mendoza and Roberto Carrillo. They both started off as NXT jobbers. They came out and they got beat up by who knows who every week. Freaking this past year, Raul got a cruiserweight title shot. And look at what Humberto Carrillo is doing. Why? Because they stuck it out when it got tough. Yeah. That's and, what you do. You stick it out till something happens. And it's not like Ryback wasn't being elevated. He started to skip Sheffield in the shitty version of NXT. And then he became <laughs> the Nexus guy who was a jobber Nexus guy. That, that, got a, that had a freaking the thing even got rolling. That had a cowboy accent. Remember that? There was like a goofy ass cowboy. And they turned that into Ryback. So they clearly invested yeah. in the guy. I'm just saying that for the short time he was around, because now in hindsight, now that he's gone, if you really look at it, he had a cup of coffee with WWE. He was there a very short time. So now it's even harder to look back at that and say that somewhere within that short time, he had had enough he was at his limit like fuck this you know in that little bit of time really he wasn't there long enough to be allowed the thought i've had L- enough. like, you're like you haven't C- done anything you're at cm punk levels of frustration now <laughs> they just stopped pushing you like five months ago could you imagine how short his shoot podcast would have been on coco man it would have been a 15 minute show you know so he was reckless weird. It kind of felt like he was kind of reckless, you know, we we did hear reports of hurt people, but it's just kind of funny how, you know, it it felt like a lot of veteran people were having like a that does it attitude. And then him, who was there for a little while, also just like, yeah, me too. That does it. And it was like, why you? That's like if Damian Priest came out. What was going on right now? There are people that would be mid Carters for fucking decades. (laughs) No. Are you kidding me? You're trying to say he was old. Like Kofi had been in the business for over a decade by the time Ryback even existed and hadn't been a world champion yet. And he was mad and he was already like in the main event scene a few times. They tried him. Yeah. He got the main event and held in the cell with CM Punk. Yeah. So again, in, in, on, in year one. <laughs> so was it that he was impatient or was it that it's so shitty there that uh, he couldn't even take writing it out? What? Which one do you think? I mean, I guess it's a I matter of perspective. You think it was impatient? Yeah, I really I think he was. He wasn't there long enough, like for it to be anything else. He I was there for was, what a couple of years. Yeah, I thought he was a really impressionable character for what they did from for the time that he was there. It was one of those things where even if they would have let him cool down for like a year, the moment he comes back, everyone would get right back into it. You know what I mean? He had one of yeah. those those kind of gimmicks, which was why I thought he was invincible. But yeah, that goes to That's, show you that literally but, nothing. But works. You said he did all the bullets, mm-hmm. but I think they were just like this guy's too much, just too much work. Like, like, he's more trouble than he is on the it, roster. It's like, look at Bo Dallas. What has Bo Dallas done since he's come up? But we have not heard Bo complain not one time. Yeah, well, I'm sure he must have complaints. At that point, it would be it would be insensible not to have some level of complaint. But in the case yeah. of Ryback, it was almost like the opposite of the Lex Luger effect. Well, Lex Luger, they wanted him to be all of those things that Ryback is, and they kind of squeezed it out of him like a dried orange, and the the fans just didn't care. And with Ryback, it's more organic. It's kind of like they, they, it was so simple and it's so basic, but it, it's, it works. You know, they haven't had something like that in a while. You know what I mean? It's not like crazy high flying. It's just strong man with crazy power moves, a deep voice. You know, it's literally what they wanted. And I just, like I said, it's, it's silly that that never worked out. And instead, some of the weirdest things, like they tried to fall back with Batista and, um, there could have been a lot more stars at this point if it wasn't for just how weird the direction that they took things in was. Ryback could have been one of them. Should have yeah. gave him a bust. Even if he wasn't one of them, though, the whole point is that by now he's a big enough name that if he would have left tomorrow, 
it would have been like that you hear that Ryback's a free agent now. He would have been one of those guys that you're hearing about now that it's like, oh, his contract's coming up. Now we're going to see what he can really do. That happened to people that were there longer than Ryback recently. So right now, if he would have done that, it would have just been a bigger, more marquee name out there. And not saying he isn't, but just imagine, you know. That's what a lot of people were smart enough to do. Matt Hardy came and he just built up his bank account, his stock a little bit. Now he's going to go back out there and be broken again, I'm sure. Yeah, I just think it, it speaks volumes that he never wrestled anywhere else. Yet. You never know what happened on AEW. Yet. How, it's, he's been retired for how many years now? I just wouldn't count him out yet. You know, Maybe with WWE, because he clearly doesn't ever want to go back there. I mean, I mean, I mean that. Impact will probably take him. Impact takes anybody. Oh, yeah. maybe he'll be at home coming. Everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, but Paige also spoke about... Uh, how she felt about the whole joke and everything. Which gotta gotta play her and link you guys to the source. Talking of being in the public eye, you've obviously had the spotlight on you from a very young age. I think people forget just how young you were when you started in the business. How have you managed to adapt to that and to deal with it? Because everything's come under scrutiny from relationships, life outside the ring, and pretty much every, pretty much everything except what's in the ring at times. So, how, how have you managed to cope with it? Oh my gosh, I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything without being on the internet. Like literally, I breathe and people are mad at me. Like I don't understand. Um, you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt there's days where i get like really frustrated with it and i'll just delete apps off my phone because i'm just so sick of people just attacking me um especially obviously with like a recent joke that was made like i had like an influx of people just being really mean to me and and it was like it was, it's, it's hard to deal with and as a woman it's really hard to, to deal with because a lot of the time they're like degrading me and making me feel like i'm not uh i'm not a woman you know they're making me feel like i'm disgusting and that's just not who i am so um, some days it's really hard other days I'm just like fuck you brilliant well no one wants to be the next interviewer now <laughs> hit beast mode no. it just mad. I'm just like get alive dude like I, I I've never been that person to go on the internet and like talk crap to someone I don't understand how someone has that in their body to like want to comment on like a woman's picture and be like you're ugly or something like that I'm like I don't understand how that I would never say that I don't understand why people do that I don't understand why they wake up and they're like okay I'm gonna talk crap to someone on the internet today because that's gonna make me feel good I'm like no you have issues you need to go get help dude you know like get some help well, well, we'll so once. <laughs> <laughs> I no, wonder like, if and, and talk about you know people you know talk crap about people she goes on the internet and shows people taking it in her crapper oh i thought you were gonna go and make some valid argument and there you went with the anal joke <laughs> i did make a valid was anything i said untrue you stupid <laughs> i mean yeah I, I, the only thing i've seen anally was a toy that's the only thing we've seen but no um <laughs> so i <laughs> I wonder if she remembers that time her little rocker boy toy made that 9-11 joke and then Selena Vega took it personally because she lost her father in it and then Paige said, get over it. So, I mean, just I mean, saying It's not Paige. really that. In, in all seriousness, with, with, with this, I don't see what she means about people making her feel like she's not a woman and everything. It's right, like, again, this goes back to that little joke that, that uh, Triple H made in that interview. What is she talking about? Like no one, and and it's like fans insult everyone. I don't think it has to do with as a woman. Like as a woman shouldn't really be part of the thing. Fans fuck with everybody. Everybody gets fucked with. Nobody's safe. <laughs> you know they say mean things. You gotta you gotta either move on or 
You know, just if get people say it, mean man. stuff about us, we don't come here crying about it every week. If you become a victim, you become the hero. Well, <laughs> Superman died once, so. <laughs> and that's what I she's trying that. to do. Yeah, I don't know. But I, again, you know, and then she she feels like I, I agree with Ryback about the whole thing that anyone is slut shaming her for enjoying sex or whatever. What she did is her business and even taping it is her business. And correct. People didn't have the right to hack her. That doesn't mean they don't have the ability. You know, it's a risk. People don't have the right to shoot you. You know what I mean? The, the people get shot. People don't have the right to drunkenly run you over in the street, but it happens. So you have a right to walk on the street. You know, you have a right to not be shot at the mall. But these things do happen. So I'm not saying that she doesn't have a right. It's her phone. It's her phone. She literally pays for the, she, her, her payment contributes to the f- reason why we have towers that send, send our fucking cell phone signals. Cause we all as people pay for this stuff. So obviously she has that right technically that no one should be able to go into her stuff. But you know the risk of shit that's not supposed to happen happening. I should be exactly. able to walk into any neighborhood that I want and not get shot. There are some neighborhoorhoods where I might. But if you go to 54th and Crenshaw, you know, so it's kind of like, have have- <laughs> I could be there. Yeah. I could just walk around and scream out loud. I have the right to fucking be here and hope I don't get shot. Or yeah, I could simply, you know, click, click. or I could simply, you know, what be like in those neighborhoods, I have the right not to get shot. But the chance of me getting shot has greatly increased. So I'm going to stay in this neighborhood. You see what I mean? It's just logic. So I'm saying take that logic and then transfer it to the cell phone. If you, you know the risk. If I go to a bad neighborhood and I, and I get shot, I knew the risk going into that neighborhood and talking shit or whatever it is that I did. So she should be able to accept the risk. It's like, and it's not even that terrible to, in my opinion. Like I'm no prude. So what? She has a sex tape. Who fucking doesn't? Big deal. The only reason why it's a bigger deal is because her reaction to it was so traumatic. And in my recollection, because I've tried to think of anyone else since this has happened, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone take a sex tape that bad. Nobody has. I don't think anyone did at all. If you think of all the leaked sex tapes that you've ever heard about, no one's really had any reaction before her. Everyone's just kind of went about their lives. Like not once has any person or celebrity been crying or had an interview about how terrible it was or anything paris hilton couldn't even fake like she gave a fuck and they were, <laughs> and they were trying to give her interviews and stuff to just you know how she she didn't give it to look at the blank look on face she, she couldn't fake giving a shit she cared zero percent she didn't you even know why what she, why because they took everything with a pinch of salt yeah they didn't really no. care that's not the saying. She said that. I take this with a pinch. Of, it's a great assault. Not a Writing pinch. it down. <laughs> but the point is that when you look at that, she didn't care. Pamela Anderson didn't care. A lot of these people just didn't care. It's not that big of a deal. The same way we're in a more PC world in 2020, there's still a flip side of it where everything's not that PC. You got people years ago, like if you look at Sasha Gray, who was in porn, but then transitioned over to regular movies and the entourage and all that shit. You know, the the actress from Game of Thrones, what's her name? Sibyl Kelly. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. The one that played uh, Shay, Tyrion's, uh, Tyrion's girlfriend or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think she's, I know she's, 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 a, she's a straight up porn actress. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like people are going to, they act like they're going to be like the Morlocks from X-Men. Like they're going to, they get banished to the sewers and the darkness and we're not going to treat them the same way. And eventually Storm's going to have to go down there to like reclaim leadership of all these porn people. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's not. No one cares. People forgot about it already. And if you stop bringing it up and reacting. <laughs> 
people forgot. No one really cares. It's not that. You know what? I've I've heard according to Sean Sapp from from Fightful, he said that people have have basically told him that uh they don't give a shit anymore in WWE. Like literally, like the, the, like it's it's like the consensus. They're not going to publicly say it, but the company's at a point where they don't give a fuck about this. They're not thinking about it. They're at a point where, uh, they said it's just accepted that there's a good chance that somebody's photos are going to drop. That's all that it really is. It's now just become one of those things that just happened. <laughs> it's become a casual thing where even WWE, everybody's always like, "What is WWE going to do?" Well, the reason, according to Fightful, Sean Sapp, is that. They really just don't fucking care. That's not their business. They don't give a shit about that right now. It's a waste of their time. So, I mean, you have to look at it that way. That's the that's the problem here is that everyone was expecting there to be this political reaction and they just don't care. Yeah. And you know what? It all She's saying all these people are bugging her and stuff. You know what? If she just would have said with this whole mess, ah, that's just Triple H being Triple H. It would have been it, done. It, it would have all disappeared. Exactly. It all away you know and if she same thing with her video that's just something i did you know i made a mistake whether you like it or not you know it is what it is you know what do you do you live and you learn you grow up and it would all go away laugh it up what did Tyrion say remember you remember that that story about the bastard oh god (laughs) oh i wish i could remember it word for word but yeah i remember the one well he basically tells him um you know, to never um, basically forget who he is. You know, yeah. like never deny who he is or whatever. That may make me look for this damn thing. I hope it's not long. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, it's actually short. There we go. Look at that. I could bring. I could cue it up real quick. They're gonna get pissed here. It's like, yo, we have to keep waiting for these 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 uh unplanned things to appear. Well, well, it was what, worth it with the pool thing, you, though, right? You, it was worth it with the pool. You fuckers want to run it yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most of those people complaining were unplanned things themselves. So, oh, actually, your parents. Oh, my God. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fatality. Winner. Squires. For no reason, Holy either. Shit. They've done nothing! Was it for that wasn't for that six pack of schmaltz liquor and that epi- uh, you know that marathon of cheers you wouldn't been born <laughs> okay well this is the speech it's so funny we have to reference game of thrones for for moral stuff she's doing back there preparing for a night with your family i've always wanted to see the wall you're Tyrion lannister queen's brother my greatest accomplishment. You, you're Ned Stark's bastard, aren't you? Did I offend you? Sorry. You are the bastard, though. Lord Edith Stark is my father. And Lady Stark is not your mother. Making you the bastard. Let me give you some advice, bastard. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not. Wear it like armor. It can never be used to hurt you. What the hell do you know about being a bastard? All dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> He's right, though. You know, that was good advice. That yeah. literally, when you think about it, that became that was at the first episode, and that became essentially the values that were carried almost to the very end, even with the stumbling yeah. in the writing. You they know, so Paige just admits she's the dwarf of the family, and just <laughs> roll with it. Just admit that she's yeah. a wild child. That's all. 
Can that be an episode name? Dwarf Armor? <laughs> all I'm saying is you say the word, all right? My phone is in my hand, okay? Yeah, but they don't care about this anymore. The WWE is not thinking. She's thinking about it more than they are. They they kind of feel like it's a new world where it's just something that might and, happen. And I think even by Triple H making a joke about it is him being lighthearted about the situation. Or he wouldn't have brought it up at all. And I don't think that was really him. Right? Like like it, it could have been, but it, it, it didn't necessarily have to be. You know what this is? This is the new version of like when I was growing up, you started hearing on the news about the fact that like, teenagers have sex it was like oh you don't say teenagers have sex and then it became <laughs> as you got older it just became a more accepted thing then became more about making sure they have condoms that they're educated about it and 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 then now that's sort of what's happening with with the uh the the, the photo leaks so it's just becoming a thing where you're informing people what to do but they may or may not do it and it's known that the shit may still happen yeah what is WWE going to police everybody they're independent contractors. Let's not forget that part. They have to. Why do you think? They, why do you think they stay so far away from that unionization shit? They don't want to even allow it because hey, they're independent contractors. Yeah, like, if they like, become like, union, we'll never get those Kevin Owen picks. Like Stacey said in the time, this is the way. I believe she meant it is the way. No, no, this is the way for freaking Mandalorian. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Man, up and start being soft. Like. Yeah, because I didn't think any less of her when I when I saw them. Nobody, I didn't see it. Someone like her. I was just like, oh wow, like I was surprised. Like, oh cool, whatever. Look good. You look good in there. Took it like a champ. <laughs> That's right. Thumbs up. You know, sweet. So, so the two lessons in this half hour: if you do naughty stuff, own up to it. And if you're a fat chick, don't stand by the edge of the pool because someone's gonna close. <laughs> Like, how would I criticize that? You know what I mean? Like, if I met her, it wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I saw that tape. You're like, oh, disgusting. You know, the, 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 the idea of you, I... the idea of you naked having sex just, it, it just, it repulses me. Like, like, what am I going to say? If I saw it, would be like, yeah, you know, I w- I'm a pretty honest guy. I'd be like, hey, you look good. You know, shit. I'm, I hope, I'm, I'm I hope so that, I hope that should I have a sex tape like that? It looks as good as yours did. <laughs> I'm so bad, Squires. When you said, how would I criticize that? I instantly thought, yeah, of course a fat chick's going to get, get close right in the pool. You know, from the right camera angle, though, you might even capture the beauty in a fat chick. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm sure John Fat did a few times, according to rumors, right? Fat has a good tie, too. Yeah. Fat right there. need love, too. <laughs> it's how you wear it. I'm serious. This is, this is a shoot here. It's how you wear it. Yeah. Yep. You know, it could work out. You know, it's, all, it's like, there's just people, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean there are people you look at me like, Jesus Christ. But, you know, it's like, it, it's a matter of, um, you can see symmetric, you, you understand symmetry, you know, symmetrical figures and shapes. Exactly. Jesus fear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tried so hard to just dig out of a fat, sh- <laughs> out of a fucking fat shaming conversation. After all of that stumbling, he, he ends the shit that way. Freaking all the yellow ones, son. <laughs> No, the yellow one is Betty. All right. <laughs> yeah, but point being that someone who looks like that, I don't think she has anything to be ashamed. Maybe a little embarrassed, but don't sell it. Come on, you're in the wrestling right? business. You know how to no oh. sell, right? Come on now. That's right. No what, sell what, that what, shit. What, 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 what hey, was that Mike one? Awesome. Um, what, what hey, beat up that one okay, time because he wouldn't sell? Oh, uh, you know, it's funny. I forgot the guy's name, and I was trying to tell someone that story the other day. We'll have to look it back up. I don't know if we have time to do it in this episode. But yeah, it was, that, that big bearded dude that Antonio Noki stomped into oblivion. Yeah, because he refused to sell him, and Antonio, and Antonio just said, all right, motherfucker, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say, Squires? <laughs> what? What were you going to say? 
I didn't say anything. Oh, you were about to say something. All right, never mind. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, anyway, like I said, I have not, not, no judgment on her uh, sex tape. All judgment, except that it, it, she looks good in it. All judgment, the all negative judgment is on her reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only real negative. It's just like, chill out, man. Don't woe with me. Nonsense is unnecessary. If, if, if some girl says some shit, just say you just mad because you can't take dick like me, bitch. Like, don't say that. Yeah, don't don't. Just any reaction. Like wow. anytime you've heard anybody else that's everything. <laughs> anytime you've heard anybody else that's growing up like in the sixties or in Woodstock or anything, they you know, I was I was crazy back then. I was experimenting. There's a thousand things that you could say that are general, generic, default statements that work better than freaking out. Including nothing. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> because of personal reasons, I will not write that down. No, I'm kidding. It's almost a good one to, to, to write down. You know what? I might just fuck it. <laughs> I plead the fifth. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move the hell along from this story. We have a... Oh, oh yeah. Me. You told me about this. Jesus Christ. Let me bring it up on screen. So um, they announced some of the people for that oh. TNA. Um, yes. Oh, God, no. This Squires, did you Photoshop this? Nope. That's what That's I asked exactly him. What this what I mean. That's exactly what I wrote to him when he sent me this image. I said, tell me you photoshopped this. <laughs> it's the, the former TNA world champion. First of all, according to when you guys said that logo is from, that's definitely not in sync with the guys that they're bringing back. Secondly, yeah. even if I was thinking of the Aces and Eights, I would have probably, if you would have told me well, to name all the Aces and Eights, I probably wouldn't have named either one of these dudes. Well, D'Lo was around in the Asylum days, at least. He was this, there yeah. for a while, but Anderson, no. And it the, wasn't even like Aces and Eights D'Lo. No. Anderson sat on the fucking couch with them once. Ten would take Aces and Eights, right? Just because Anderson sat on the couch with them that one time? <laughs> Anderson had the weirdest initiation into Aces and Eights. They were just like, hey, you want to be in? And he goes, eh. And you just sat on the couch, and there were a couple of girls there. That's all I remember. <laughs> this shit was like the beginning of Swordfish. <laughs> But wasn't he a swerve? <laughs> Isn't this whole piece of the thing a swerve? He well, he he was the most unswervy swerve of all of them because it's like they they just they just walked up to him and it was like, hey, because didn't this? they get to church? It felt like it was a swerve. I don't remember did he stay aces and eights or not. It felt no, like- no, but no. What it was? The, the, bully in that church. Remember? No, what oh. it was, that that was after aces and eights broke up. He stood. Was I'm it? pretty sure he stood. This is an eight. Yeah, yeah. And they just yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was the end because Anderson um, beat him in a match, and that basically killed the whole faction. And Bully was just like shattered because of it, I believe. But these are not the two guys I think of when I think of the aces and eights. No, aces and eights. Quarter past ten, and who else? <laughs> <laughs> you know who quarter past ten is Nox, as they call him there. Nox is quarter past ten. The way he holds his arm. It's always quarter past ten. Yo, that's my fucking favorite OSW review. How dare you? Mike Knox and motherfucker quarter past ten. Me, isn't a bitch? <laughs> it's it's weird how like where the hell have these guys been? First of all, D'Lo didn't even wrestle as an Aces and Eight that I remember. He, I don't think he, I don't recall any actual matches he had when he was in Aces and Eights. D'Lo in Aces and Eights was like when Dusty was in NWO. <laughs> This is like if they announced that they were going to do a Nitro callback and they announced the NWO and it was like Stevie Ray and Virgil. <laughs> yeah, it's and, Martin Jesus fucking Garrett Bischoff. 
and Wes Briscoe. And, and, and Bubba Rogers and VKM. Who the hell are they gonna? Who's gonna? They're gonna clearly be a team, right? So who are they gonna fight? Fucking the the, the fucking Desi Hit Squad or whoever the fuck they are. That other picture I sent you today. What was that other picture that you sent me? What other? Wait, there was another one. I didn't even get to look. It was Wildcat Chris Harris. Oh right, yeah, I did see that. You're right. I remember. I didn't see anyone else with him though. Was someone Walker? No. I bet you they're going to get America's Most Wanted back together. Well, I don't think they can now because uh, James Storm and Eli Drake became tag champions in NWA. Oh, today? Yeah, they just recently won the tag titles. Oops, maybe not then. So yeah, it's, it's going to be lonely ass Braden Walker with his fucking hands at his hips. And... Yeah, you remember that time <laughs> that, actually... that John Cena called Brad Maddox Braden Walker? What? I, I lost it. Back when what? Brad Maddox was, was running Raw, he came in and he he just straight up called him Braden Walker. That was one of the most savage Cena moments I ever. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's Brad Maddox, and you just called him Braden Walker. Oh, God. I see. I'm going to go back to their timeline and see if there are any more surprises that we This looks like the biggest train wreck. Okay, there it is. This is the one that this is the one the Squire sent me. Wildcat oh, Chris Harris. Oh, God. I just it's remember. Aaron. Wait a minute. Ah. Hold on. Apparently, this is happening at uh, WrestleCon. And at WrestleCon, so these are people that could potentially be a part of this because they'll also be there. You got Raven, ODB, Sandman, Taryn Terrell, Tara, Shane Douglas, DDP, Brooke Tessmacher, Christy Hemi, Christian, Scott Steiner, Brooke Hogan, Mick Foley, and Kevin Nash. I, I, there's a new one. No, come on, you, seriously? Is it anyone yep. who I named? Chris Saban. Okay, so Chris Saban. All right, you see, so, wow, yeah. Hmm. Give you him. He's legit. Oh boy. Oh god. This looks like the big Brooke Hogan. <laughs> see, see, now the Raven one, I can understand because Raven was around. He showed up early in those days. He's one of their former world champion, but then we see people like working like Taryn Terrell, and it's just like, like what? She's a hot mess. No, like, yeah. No, but did she get the uh, the time off from Sunglass Hut to come over to <laughs> to do this or what? I don't know what happened. It's weird Same though. Way. Like now, now's just a bad time to decide this to just be like, hey, you know, we need, you know, we need old TNA. No, we really oh don't. God. No one was thinking about the Aces and Eights, like. How full of yourselves do you have to be to think that anyone ever thought there'd be a reunion of that shit? And then you bring Chris Harris and no James Norm, like Okay, <laughs> Chris Harris by himself. He had the eye patch, remember? Yeah, dude. I can't remember what pay per view it was, but OSW but it was gonna be reviewed just, it at one point, like when he had like the frayed jacket because no, he looked the, like he did <laughs> If you wanna laugh, you go back and watch that blindfold match with him and James Storm. <laughs> the came out. Like the strings, they didn't have strings, so every time they would do something, like their hood would fall off, and they'd have to put it back on. They, they, they'd be all good, and then the second it comes on, the fucking. Aww. you see what I mean, man? There's always wardrobe malfunctions and shit. Remember that? Who was that big sumo guy that he Honda looking dude that they didn't oh, put the thing? Fucking they, they didn't put the Honda. thing on him properly. I'll never forget. Like I almost lost, <laughs> I, I almost passed out from laughter because the match is gone. It was a one. It was a one night only. We have to find it. And you know the thing the sumo wrestlers wear around them. 
like somehow they put that shit on him wrong and it's like his balls are sort of hanging out of it <laughs> i just couldn't believe he was out there like they didn't have the thing i don't know how those works so i don't know what the malfunction was but whatever was done wasn't done correctly and his balls were like right there <laughs> it was like you guys don't know how to do the sumo thing <laughs> That might explain why now when he reappeared, he had tights under that. <laughs> that explains so much. I couldn't fucking believe it, man. Only Which side note, that guy had lost a lot of weight. But yeah. Oh. It was like his own weight was uh his own weight was covering him more than the, than the shit that they put on him. <laughs> it was like you're lucky that he didn't have that he not already lost the weight. It was kind of funny because when he when when Fallabar reappeared in Impact, I was like, "Why do you have tights under?" And then you told me that story, and I was like, "Oh, this is preventive." Oh, I never fucking forget when he had that with no tights. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "There's no way." What are you guys doing? You know what the sad part? When you say almost passed out from laughter, the first thing I think of is like my off-air story. Remember what was it? The girl that do the backflips. He was like, "Okay, come on, Cindy." Thwack. Dud. <laughs> I just remember. I put, I put oh. that in the chat. Oh no! Oh no! What is that? The blindfold match. Oh no! So bad. Oh, mama, no! Because you're like, yeah, because that was the same night as the electrified steel cage. Can I grab that link from here? When you would touch it, it would literally go. You see, the chat. The chat's probably a better place to drop links. I think I can pull them straight from from where you have them into the Talktron. And the bad probably it in because I think it's like eight, eight, eight minutes. That's twelve. But oh, here it is. I remember my favorite part about that electrified steel cage match was like, remember when somebody would accidentally touch the, the touch the cage? Don West excuse. Oh, it's flowing through different parts of the cage. Don. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Don West is a saint. You don't, don't. He was right. Oh my god. About what? About the current. <laughs> Talk about that, that guy's blindfold was better than what they had. <laughs> Blinding and ruining the career of Chris Harris. It just was something I couldn't imagine. So where should we go in this thing? Anywhere toward the middle. It's right from start to finish. Look at that shit. You see the I remember this. This is not a good idea. Like, it comes off. It's so funny. Oh, if you can catch one of the time when it comes off, it is magical. No, now he's farther away from Storm again and again. He's oh, just trying to God. Look, the, the string doesn't even tie. You just get your bearings as to where you are they just the slid the bag on the head and fucking let him go. He's at a turnbuckle. He knows he can feel it. And now he's looking for the crowd to give him some help. Oh, As he's pointing in different directions, and listen to this, it's like a meter. And he hits it, <laughs> and there he goes. Itching his way towards Storm, and he knows the crowd has let him know, and there he goes, he's got it. Double A takedown. Oh, and look at the God, help right on the offensive. Series of shots with that left hand that oh, he made so famous. And James Storm able to get out of the way. That looks like the, the thing that they put over that girl's head in Picard's first right episode. Seen that. <laughs> to give some some help and assistance to the wildcat. Oh, storm caught him right. Oh my god! Fish knee right into the gut. Well, now you can see you got to you got to rely so much on field. 
He's just swinging at nothing. Be careful. If you legit can't see, you might shoot, punch him. Right. Oh, it came off. It fucking came off. Oh, go ahead. Quick, put the hood on, ref. Go, go, go. Oh, get his head off money. Look how difficult it is. That happened like 10 times during this match. And it was, and it was funnier every time. That is rough, man. Look at that. The crowd hates this. Oh, my God. And you can Dude, see now they were. The crowd is not okay, feeling this, man. You see, is this what they are going to try to give us in, oh, yeah. in the one night only episode? That's what they're going to Look at this, man. They're freaking Mike and Don West. Crying their hearts out to sell this kind of match. This is a match that's not. Listen to the you know, crowd, man. Styles. It's not about how pretty it's going to be. It's a match that that's evening the playing field, and it gives Wildcat Gutierrez a chance to wrestle James Storm on even footing with only one eye. A storm lucked out that time. Was backing. It fell off his head while he was standing. Oh look, we got to put it back on him again. Whoa! Look how hard it is to get the nah. Now he's gonna sell not wanting it. Get you get that shit back on your head. Now watch what happens the second he gets it on. Watch his whole sense of like where he was just go out the fucking window. It's amazing. <laughs> like at no point did he see what Looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. Really? They're going to be hitting bumps with that like that, man? Fuck that. Oh, he kicked out. I was hoping that the thing would come off. I thought it did. Oh. <laughs> It's so bad. It's like one of the worst. Look at that. He went to pull him up by the hair and he had to stop. He realized, shit, I'm going to pull the thing right off of him. Oh, is it still coming off anyway? Still trying, man? Look at that, man. Right at the head. He can feel that he's got the hood. Well, he just used that advantage. Look at the crowd. I can't believe how much the crowd hates this. You know, Wildcat Chris Harris doesn't even realize that the hood came off of Storm. He doesn't realize that Storm could There's nothing that you guys could do on commentary to save this shit, man. Just eat some Cheez-Its and mute your mic. There's nothing that... How's this going to work? It didn't work. It fucking came off. It came off. No, no, Spartan Jesus. This was a Russo idea. Eric Vithoff was no way near impact when this happened. All right, I, I've had enough. I tap out. Oh, my God. Wow. If it was an Eric Bischoff idea, they had bags that properly tied. And now, then what we didn't get to see at one point, a, one of the, I think it was Storm's bag. The string just came out, mm-hmm. and the ref had to pick it up and put it in his pocket. If you want to see this truly like magically commentaried over, watch the OSW review of Lockdown. Dude, yeah, that Dude. is a nightmare. Dude, they ripped this match in half. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> And I just love how at one point earlier, early in the review, I can't remember which one of them said he was like, "Oh, this is the one," and it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. bad, holy well, cow!" Can't wait so bad. Call back to it, that it, stuff. Well, the bad part about it is they they semi redeemed themselves with that Texas Death Match the next month, but like this, oh, oh, oh my god! And I remember, and I remember once with D'Lo Brown and Triple H. Had a, I remember once with D'Lo Brown and Triple H had a blindfold match. They tied the things on properly. At least it looked convincing. The shit didn't pop off at any point until Triple H pulled it off. It wasn't fucking like, this was bad. There was a whole 
story I heard too about the bags. Like something happened, and they had to get them last minute. And oh, I don't remember where I heard it though. And it was yeah, like it was remember. wrong. It was like the wrong kind of thing. And I think they tell the story in the review, don't they? Because they had gimmick ones that you can see through. You remember, like Jake Roberts had, and then when he stuck his hand through, oh. it kind of blew the kayfabe from him and when him and Rick Martel that famous match where he blew the kayfabe on it. They have gimmick masks that you can actually see, but I think these were like real bags, so they like legit couldn't see. It's just so funny to me that at one point James Storm is standing around, no bag on his face, has a piece <laughs> fucking hair out of the corner of his eye. Second he turns, the second he turns, put the bag back on, he's fucking Helen Keller. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait for Homecoming. <laughs> I that might is... watch it. Like I might have to. <laughs> I can't wait for Shark oh, yeah, Boy. For sure. That's WrestleMania weekend, man. You, you can't miss that. Oh my god! It has to happen. What's, what's on? What, what what is that going against? Is it the Hall of Fame? Probably. Are they doing the Hall of Fame on Friday or Saturday? Because the Friday show. I think, I, think. I think it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to be Takeover Saturday. So they're going to do what's on Friday? Oh god! It's going to be freaking Chippy Chippa Hall of Fame and then fucking Impact yeah, so, And their Hall of Fames haven't been that good lately, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, this this is going to be a better hall of this is going to be a hall of fame failure. Yeah, and in the meantime of this happening, we got RVD furthering his heel persona. He put up a, oh, no. he had a promo during RVD, Impact. At hard to kill, you Damn, are so much your credibility. Hey, you know what? Can I just say this? Uh, I'm embarrassed to call myself a wrestler because of stuff like that that I just saw in the ring. I mean, as much as I've talked about everybody stealing RVD's moves, that might be better than leaving it to themselves because that's what happens when you're not stealing RVD's He's talking about Joey Ryan. Oh, I, you got a question, Gabby? Yeah, so RVD at uh, hard to... We're out of here. Damn. Like, girl had her question ready to go, and RVD said, be gone, thought. Yeah, he's embarrassed by Joey Ryan. What's on? Aren't the rest of us? Good. The guy, who got the, Iram, so. the guy who got the so, ban so from Twitch so, drew the so line. So are his parents. Like I said, the guy who got him banned from Twitch drew the line. I like the <laughs> RVD heel character. Yeah, I agree with you, Spartan Jesus. The super douche RVD version is pretty cool. Yeah. It was. It's kind of like, it's not, I, I would you say it's more intense or not as intense as like ECW or RVD? Uh, it's more intense in the promos and the ECW RVD was more intense in the ring. And remember, he always had yeah. Bill Alfonso there. If there's anything that would make you hate it more, is Bill Alfonso being there and having to hear that fucking whistle being blown every time RVD <laughs> came out. Stupid you whistle. Know, every time Bill RVD Al- and, 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 uh, Sabu came out with Bill Alfonso blowing that whistle, I genuinely felt like I'd be one of those people that would charge the ring just to, just to get at him, even if both of them kick my ass. I love yeah. that. All, like, Bill knew how to get heat in the simplest fucking way. Just keep yeah, blowing the whistle. Crazy. So, I mean, that heel run. It was real heat, you know what I mean? It was. It's not like remember this is pre the RVD we know now, and even though he was good, like it was almost like he was that Matt Riddle, you know, of then. Like people fucking yeah. hated that. He was an obnoxious fuck for that era. He played it well, Mister Monday Night. Yeah. He literally became Mister Monday Night. That's the funny part about it. Like even though it was, it was almost prophesized, like like yeah, you really did go to Monday Night Raw and become Mister Monday Night, you bastard. Like in, like in the middle of the wars, he used to be sitting there telling, "Hey, I'll take bookings on Monday," and the crowd used to be like, "You." motherfucker like <laughs> it was just something about him 
that it was weird, especially as someone that watched ECW. There was just something about him particularly that made the WWE fans just immediately like him. Where it was like he yeah. was a babyface for no reason when he showed up here. It was just like, oh, they like they like this guy. It's their yeah. favorite one, and they only seen him twice. I like that he's managing to keep himself out there though. Still after all this time, most guys from back then have faded away long before now. But no, he well, who really faded he... away from the ECW? I feel like none of them faded away. They're all somewhere. I mean, but like where? <laughs> Tommy Dream is around all the time, everywhere. Where don't you? Well, see yeah, Tommy yeah, Dreamer? yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Dream's got a podcast and a wrestling company. Sabu somewhere doing Sabu shit and. Didn't, isn't Tommy Dream the only person that get beat up by the Aces and Eights and the Shield on the same week? <laughs> I, think he, I think he was. Yeah, he got fucked up at the Aces oh. and Eights at the wedding with Taz, with the Taz revelation, and then later on the fucking Shield jumped him the same week. Oh shit! I forgot that was the same week. Oh god! You know, so Jesus, that guy's everywhere. Yeah, the yeah Tommy shows up every now and then too. So I mean. Yeah, poor I don't guy. think anybody. I don't think anybody gives a shit at this point where Sabu is. Ugh. I assumed he was an Impact. Nah, even Impact wouldn't take him. Yeah, because I hardly ever watch that. I figured maybe I just miss him every now and then. Nah, nah. You, could, uh, you confused Impact. The word Impact with rehab. Aww. Sabu's not in rehab, Squire. Come on, man. I got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> rehab ain't got time for Sabu. That's what it is, man. <laughs> But uh, uh, this uh, this nostalgia doesn't end here, man, because I don't know if you heard about it, but Ring of Honor, as you can see here, they are also doing a past versus present style of show. I don't know. Why is this happening? Did I miss something? At this point, I think anything to make themselves relevant past Matt Riddle and PCO being their fucking world champions, I think they're just reaching for anything at this point. Past versus present, March 14th in Las Vegas. It's going to have Doug Williams, Homicide, Matt Seidel, Necro Butcher, and more. I thought that was Necro Butcher there. As they take on the stars of today. Uh, I, Doug Williams is one of my favorite guys. So, I mean, I, I would like to see. I mean, damn, it's been so long, though, since I've seen Doug Williams, that, you know? Is that rolling German suplex Doug Williams? Yeah. yeah Chaos Theory Doug Williams. Oh, wow, Doug Williams was awesome, man. That, 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 that was one of my favorite moves because it was so cool to see. Like, I think I think after I saw Doug Williams and Impact for like the next two or three games, all my create all my creative player always had the chaos theory. Yeah, he's really good, man. I used to like his matches a lot. So I mean, it's just been so many years. Hopefully, he still has it, as they say. But out of everyone here, Doug Williams and Homicide, I guess, would be cool to see. Remember, speaking of, remember when Homicide hit Doug Williams with that border toss and nearly killed him? Yeah, fucking oh yeah, Hernandez, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Hernandez that did it, not Homicide. Hernandez, You're yeah. right. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember I remember when fucking Hernandez tossed Gail Kim damn near halfway across the ring. And she folded up like a piece of paper. Yeah, Matt Seidel was good, too. You know, another guy who's been seasoned and has gone all over the world and shit. You know, there's a guy who you can yeah. rely on. And then you got Necro Butcher. Not, I'm not a fan, man. I, I, I hate, once again, we're at that crossroads where people give me hate. I'm, I'm just not a fan of Necro Butcher. Like the stuff I've seen of him, the stories, I know that's just not my kind of shit, you know? It's not See, even about the gore or the violence that I'm squeamish to or anything. It's just kind of like, it's not really what I go to when I, when I'm going to watch wrestling. If I want to see something see, like that, I'll watch something fucking violent, you know? See, see, Necro Butcher is one of those guys. He's not like a Moxley where like there's a hardcore and then there's a wrestling. Like Necro Butcher, there's a hardcore and then it stops there. Like yeah, if there's no weapons, what's the point of him being there? 
and I don't, I just don't, it's never been my flavor. Like those death matches, when they get to that point, you're like, you're scraping each other with fluorescent lights, you know, you're bringing, you, you know, you're stabbing him with a fork, you know, you're hitting him with a cannonball, you're electrocuting his dick. It's like, after all, it's like, all right, man, you yeah. know, like I've, I've pretty much had my feel. Remember back, who was it? Was it a uh, Mick Foley and Terry Funk when they had that match? Where there were like exploding piranhas. barbed wire match, yeah. But there was like piranhas in the water in one match that they had, right? Oh god! And it's like you fall in there, and the piranhas would come for you and shit. It's like, what are you kidding me? I remember their exploding barbed wire match, but that's about. <laughs> but yeah, that like, kind of shit. Too. I, I, I'm I'm kind of to the point with death matches where if it's like an, a Moxley and Omega scenario where the feud calls for that level of violence, I can deal with it. But if it's just there, just to be there, it's just like, nah. Like I've always told people, because I've always said that back back in the day, I really enjoyed ECW, and I always said I was an ECW fan. But unfortunately, thanks to the way WWE presented it, whenever somebody says that, they automatically have this perception of the kind of shit that they were into being almost not ever what it is, you know? And as much as there was like the Tommy Dreamers and the Sandmans and everything else, like I think people like myself were in it for the Dean Malinkos and the Eddie Guerreros and the Tajiris, the super crazies, the Jerry Lynn's. Psychosis and Rey Mysterio. You know, the, the, the Jerry Lynn's, people like that, you know, were why we were there. So it's kind of like, yeah, that other stuff wasn't really frowned upon, but really when I think of the stuff that I liked, it was always the crazy stuff when they brought in the luchadors or the Japanese guys or just shit that you hadn't seen before, um, which pretty much became what indie wrestling evolved into. But I, it's like, I never really thought I can't wait to see the fluorescent lights and the fucking cinder blocks and the dynamite, you know, <laughs> like, it's just like that. Yeah. That wasn't my reasoning. It was because literally at the time, the only way you could watch someone like Eddie or, or, or Dean Malenko or anyone, you had to be watching there, you know, so people forget that, that that was what the innovation really was. It, it wasn't just innovative because they put like a chair on top of a two by floor and fucking splashed it from a ladder. It was because the innovation was the style and the, uh, and bringing and importing all those dudes, you know, that were from other countries and just showing like just the contrast of styles. No one really did that yet. Yeah. So we probably wouldn't have half of what we have today. If you really look at us, the first time I'd ever seen any of those guys, psychosis or any of the people that eventually I think, uh, uh, Kai and Ty showed up for them on the first times there too. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, most people before they went to WCW and they had that cruiserweight division. That came out of the ECW roster. No different than what's happening now with Ring of Honor and uh, NXT. Like most of, if you go back to the early time, that's what Nitro built their roster on. You know, again, um, Dean Malenko and and, uh, Eddie's last match, their goodbye match before they were going to go to Nitro was an ECW match. Yes, true. Chris Jericho, the current AEW world champion, started out in in, in ECW, even though he was only there for a cup of coffee, but he was there. Lionheart Chris Jericho, and he spent his years with uh, Lance Storm as a tag team. You know? Yeah. Lance Storm was another one. He was a former ECW tag champion. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but all that shit that they, yeah, like the, like Spartan saying, you know, the light tubes and the Legos, and uh, it's just like, nah. See, so. the problem with CZW is CZW tries to be what WWE saw ECW as, and not what ECW was. Yeah, and I don't think of Necro Butcher when I think of Ring of Honor. It's not like when I, I think of Sandman with ECW, where even though he was more of the hardcore, Sandman is is like a poster boy for ECW, where literally yeah. he'd be on the cover of anything ECW with his candlestick, and it makes sense. If you ask 10 different people their top five, Sandman shows up in six of them. Like, Yeah, yeah. but if you did he's, that he's with synonymous Honor, with the company. If you did that with Ring of Honor, it wouldn't be Necro Butcher. Matt Seidel would be more of a Ring of Honor guy, and Doug yeah. Williams. We'll have to see what this one's going to be all about, too. It's weird. Everyone's like, no, everyone has slim pickings, man. 
Oh mm-hmm. yeah, should be called ROH guys who aren't signed in AEW or WWE. Because <laughs> that's what this is. Like that's I said, true. This is what's left. <laughs> like I said, man, there's slim pickings for everybody. It, now's the now couldn't be a worse time. Now couldn't be a worse time in history for Impact or Ring of Honor to decide. You know, it would be cool to do a reunion show. Yeah, now couldn't be a your worse best guys time. That reunion show needed to come before AEW started. They're like too late now. Like uh, all the talent is sucked up. You know, there's a, a reunion show. There's very little going on here. What happened to Jared? Did he do anything with his thing with his uh GFW? They they the impact just wanted to buy him out. You even got yeah. that NWA power that people love now. Yeah, and one one of TNA's originals is there, and he ain't going there. He ain't going back to Impact for a reunion. I mean, when you look about it, split up between AEW and uh. WWE is the greatest three-way rivalry in Impact's history. And that was Joe, AJ, and Daniels. And they're yeah. not going anywhere for some fucking reunion. Yeah. And to be clear, Ring of Honor past versus present, this is uh, March 14th. This is the day after the 18th anniversary pay-per-view. I don't do, are they even going to tape this? Or is it just going to be... I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, they tape a lot of their stuff. So I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if it's in their archive. Like, it's one of their on-demand for their, their subscribers. They have tons of shows like that, but they are uh, apparently PJ Black. What the hell did they call him in Justin Gabriel? Yeah, he was Justin Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. They signed the wolf, him to Wolf or something. Yeah, the Dare Wolf is what they call him now. Dare. PJ Black. Yeah, That's yeah. right. The Dare. Didn't he lose some? <laughs> didn't he lose some fingers in the, in the past couple? Of, I remember on one of our injury roads. It was like roads, a skydiving accident or something like that. Yeah, one of our injury roads. He skydived and he lost some fingers. Yeah. That's some scary shit, you know? I guess he really is a daredevil. <laughs> but yeah, he's signed a multi-year deal with them, so they're going to have him for a while. And according to uh, PW Insider, Mike Johnson has said that uh people are going to be unhappy about the fact that he revealed this, but there's been talk about a live Ring of Honor Thursday night show on the Fox Sports Network. Jeez. So I don't understand how... I mean, I guess Fox can do that. They can have a uh, WWE on friday and ring of honor on thursday it's unexpected you know mike johnson's a pretty good source for that kind of stuff though but to but all that aside to think that on thursday there's going to be another wrestling show on a weekly program you get your tv deal finally across the country when you have a roster of nothing the tv deal that you guys have wanted them to have for years and now here it is when, like, you when you look, print, what it's do they like, call it? ROH Desperate on Fox? They <laughs> could, you know what? They can book. I, 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 I'm going to be, and I know people who are in the business would hate it, but I, I think they can book their way because I'm doing like backseat booking. They can book their way out of this, man. They have, who do they have? They have fucking, um, what's his name? The, uh, the guy with the boys. Why is his name slipping me? <laughs> Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle. <laughs> I just had a brain fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they got you Dalton did not Castle. Do your point very well. When you forgot yeah. which fucking name. It's, it's just it's been a while, man. But Dalton <laughs> Castle. They have Silas Young, right? They they still so they, have the Briscoes. They got two guys there. They got the Briscoes. Those are top talent. So we have four dudes so far that we know are really top talent. They got Jay Lethal five. Um, Shane Taylor still there. Yeah. So they have Shane Taylor. He he's all he's okay. He's all right. Um, he's been doing good. You see, we're not getting off. They have, they have Justin Gabriel now, PJ Black. Like Spartan Jesus said, Marty's still there. No, they don't. Marty, didn't he sign with 
Marty. Do you hear when we talk about it? Marty is ROH at this point. Marty was given a lucrative contract, and he is now also the head booker of Ring of Honor. Oh, I thought he was with the the, 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 the power. The, he He's visited them. He visited them, but at the end of the day, he resigned to Ring of Honor. They gave him a really big contract, and he he's the the top creative right now. He took over from uh, Delirious, so that's how good his deal is. They Kevin Nashed him. <laughs> So, so he's not going anywhere. If anything, maybe, and that's been speculation, this will bridge the uh, connection between uh, them and AEW because he still, you know, has buddies over there. We'll see what he does. But yeah, Ring of Honor, uh, they're in an interesting situation now because they might be showing up every Thursday on, on uh, Fox with what's left of them. But yeah, like I said, we have good guys there. We were able to name a whole bunch of them or not a whole bunch, but a, but a decent amount. I would still count Bubba Ray. If I don't know if I said Bubba Ray. Um, yeah, you can still count him. <sighs> they do but they definitely they, they got a hole and I have to dig themselves out of, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm still trying to think of people. That's not good. Yeah, whereas look with the other thing that's on Thursdays, even though it's on the network, NXT UK, you can name like 10 or 12 guys off of there. It's like, yeah, they're in a rebuilding phase. I've seen them go through it many times, but this is so far the worst one that I've seen. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like, can they rebuild this time? But there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of mistakes that have been made in that company. Well, there must be money if they're able to sign somebody like PJ Black to a multi-year contract. But then again, is PJ back? Is PJ Black really looking for like strong bookings like that? Like, yeah, but they're gonna have. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he 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 came from out of Lucha Underground. Anybody who gets out of there is happy to go anywhere. Well, we're hearing that they do have a renewed partnership with New Japan and NWA. So. Okay, so so they they have other talent to work with them. Oh. So you're gonna you we're still in a flux here of of the landscape. We'll have to see where everything lands at the end. It's not it's not down and out yet. You know <laughs> what? Out with it already. What happened? PJ Money can save all that money because he doesn't have to buy gloves anymore. Oh my god. I don't know why. Uh, oh jeez, it's so bad. I'm sorry. It's, it's worse now. He has to have custom he has to have custom made gloves and he has to have Simpsons gloves. Oh my god. I I heard him giggling for a solid like minute and a half. And I'm like, what the fuck is he brewing? It just there? hit me, and I just started laughing, and I couldn't <laughs> stop. You are terrible. So stupid, all that glove money he saves now. Thank oh, God, oh. right? Permanent devil horns. I don't know what fingers it was, though, so who knows? But, oh my God. Yeah, so... um, The mandible claw won't be his finisher. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, basically, them getting a partnership with New Japan... And uh, NWA power is going to help them though, because it gives them more to work with, more top guys that they can work with now. Yeah, so I wouldn't count them out yet. Yeah, that's definitely that. That's a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Well, another yeah, news. Nobody's going to leave. He's jumping ship to go to ROH. No, they are right now. You know, maybe you see right back there. <laughs> Good. If he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. So another news we're hearing. If I'm reading this correctly, um, there's apparently a graphic that's showing um, Bray Wyatt versus Kane at the next Saudi Arabian event, the Super Showdown. And uh, let me bring this up. No way. Yeah, I've heard rumors off and on about this one. 
I want to bring it up and show I heard it's why. a little hot too. Oh yeah, yeah. You heard what match is supposed to be too. That's what I'm hearing. Is this is legit? Let me bring the graphic up. I haven't seen the graphic yet to tell me. Oh, I see. It's a cam of the graphic. It doesn't say it on there though. Yeah, but we're so hearing what, that it's supposed to be an inferno match. So awesome. what I'm thinking is, I think it's gonna be like when they did this when Bray had his first match, where it's not like set the man on fire. It's just they engulf the end of the ring on fire, so then neither of them can leave. I thought any match in Saudi Arabia was an inferno match. You stupid. <laughs> you know? Oil on pole. No, that's a head on a pole match. No, fuck with you. When you're, when you're <laughs> out there, you're in the heat no matter what. How much more of an inferno can it be? Oh, my God. The only reason that inferno match worked first is because that's when Kane wore a full bodysuit. Do you see his arms now? I mean, you could light his glove on fire. So <laughs> Fuck they that. lose love on fire the first time. Fuck that. Just throw no, him into the sand. The, 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 the sand will burn him enough. You could be like, you could be like uh-huh. Anakin. You could be like Anakin. Let's I don't do like right sand. Of course. Behead, a beheading match. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to be authentic, right? You can... yep. Yeah. Inferno match. Whoever goes to this pay-per-view is going to hell. Oh, <laughs> that, 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 that's, that might be the kind of Inferno that they meant. <laughs> I, the oh. sad part is, I know what everybody in the room was thinking. That's a bad part. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily Martin Jesus, because you got to remember how Kane, how long Kane's hair has always been in these matches. And then Taker's hair, which was longer than his in the first couple of ones, so... Eh. Not necessarily. Yeah. Alright, well, let's talk a little bit about Conan. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? I was reluctant, because it was like that story came out. I can just see it now. Hasta la muerte. Eat it. It's <laughs> Martin Jesus saying he's alive still. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Me llamo Rick James. <laughs> that was some graphic last week, right? Yo, I fucking... I look... When we... <laughs> when, when we were in the chat room for setting up SmackDown or uh, getting ready for game night... I heard that part back in the audio. I still laugh. It's the, it's such an audible fucking. Su- oh God, Spartan Jesus doesn't know what happened. Basically, um, another version of psychosis. Psychosis two did his brother's impression of Walter and slapped the shit out of Conan. Oh, he doesn't know about it. Oh, he doesn't know. Like he Rick James slapped him. I'm Rick James. <laughs> you bitch better have my money. Like he he did slap the shit out of him. <laughs> the impact was. <laughs> He slapped his hat sideways. Oh you ever see somebody? You ever see somebody get hit so hard, Martin Jesus? They look like they wasn't quite sure it happened. They don't know what to do. That's what that was it. He, Chris he slapped him. him like when you're trying to get money from your grandma. Like I he said, he, to... he he Chris tuckered him. Which one of y'all hit me? I wonder if I kept it. I don't know if I kept the, the video. But this is the this is the explanation that Conan had for taking that slap. In this guy's mediocre mind, right? He's like, he's probably thinking, good, I'm showing everybody, you know, I'm the real psychosis. I'm tougher. Right. You know, I'm better. Like, fucking guy's mentally unstable. Just even try what he did. But anyways. And uh, so psychosis left and he didn't want to work and he didn't want to work with him. And I was like, bro, I told Pena, what are we using this guy for? You know? So... We, we started not to use him, okay? 
So now he's thinking in his mind, I have something against him personally. So fast forward, when Vampiro's booking, they're using him. Okay? Vampiro was using him. I come in. I, I see who I think that I can do business with and the, the best guys to do business with. And I say, okay, I'm going to work with you guys. You guys, I'm not going to work with. Well, he was out of that group that I didn't want to work with. So he does an interview and he's like, yeah, I'm not in AAA because Conan doesn't like me. And if, if Conan wasn't there, I'd be there, you know, and stuff like that. And he just kept on and on and on. So I put on Twitter, I go, bro, uh, if you were so good, I go, why do I not see you in fucking Nacion, which is ADR's promotion or CMLL or Impact? I don't see you anywhere. So maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. And so he kept coming at me on Twitter and I kept roasting him. Right. And so, you know how we always talk about guys you don't want to get in Twitter feuds like Jim Cornette because mm-hmm. Cornette just got to roast you. Right. And and people were fucking with him. And I think in that stupid mind of his, he said, fuck it. I got to teach this guy a lesson somehow. I don't know what he was thinking, bro. Thing is that I show up to the fucking show. I'm alone. I'm getting out of a fucking van. And next thing I see, he's coming with a whole bunch of guys and a guy filming. I'm thinking for a split second, I'm thinking this guy's probably trying to tape something for like a web for his website and trying to get a buzz because that's what I'm thinking, you know. So he comes up and immediately it escalates into "fuck you, man." I, you need to respect me. I'm the original Nicho. Uh, I'm the original psychosis. You need to respect me like you respect him. I go, bro, 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 what's your fucking pro? What's your problem? What's going on here? Now I see he's with other guys. So I'm kind of looking around. I'm thinking, bro, is this guy going to actually jump me here with these guys? While I'm kind of looking out of my peripherals and I'm trying to defuse the situation, he slaps me. I'm thinking real quick for that split second, bro, if I hit him, I know I'm going to get jumped. I just know I am. I just feel it, you know? Yeah, but so you're I'm, a pro. You got, you're old. You got a bad back. I mean, and it's like, you know, if you well, had to bro, I, try I, to defend I, yourself I, in a fight, bro, I mean, bro, I, I don't think you want to instigate a fight right there. Well, the, here's, here's the thing. Later on, I thought to myself, because remember when you made that joke that I'd put my two stents in? Right. <laughs> Bro, I got, I got stents. What if I would have had a heart attack? You know, yeah. I'm kind of glad I did it. But anyways, so my first reaction, I, we would have been one-on-one. I would have fucking punched the shit out of him, even with a bad heart attack, because I would have been with a bad heart, because that would have been my first reaction. But the minute I saw, bro, if you notice in the thing, I don't know if you can notice in the video, there's like guys around him making sure nobody comes. There's two guys on the outside. And um, I don't know if you see, I I heard him when he told the guy, when the guy was filming, he goes, okay, that's enough. And he puts the camera down. So I later find out, before I get to that. um, So I'm thinking at that moment, let me get out of here so I can get into the dressing room and I can get everybody out, right? And so he smacked me, and I'm just thinking, fuck, let me try to get, you know, now he's got some of his tension out. Let me try to get out of here and get into the dressing room. And that's what I did. I went into the dressing room. When I was going into the dressing room, a whole bunch of wrestlers were coming out. They're like, what happened? What happened? I go, bro, this fucking bitch. By the time they went out, he was already gone, you know. And if you notice, nobody got in. There were p- people in there. You get the point, I think, right? That's enough. Hashtag slaps yeah. in his glory. Slaps in his glory. Oh no! Oh, he slaps in his glory. No. <laughs> when did Disco Inferno turn into Conrad Thompson? I knew, dude. I knew you were gonna have a Disco Inferno thing to say. When I, 
<laughs> I knew it. I wish I would have said. I was thinking, you know, he's gonna have a Disco Inferno thing to say. Wait till he sees him. Holy cow! And like, I'm sorry, but like, you can't call somebody a bitch when they slap you and you did nothing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I would have, I would have knocked him out, and then I would have got jumped. Yeah. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Like you didn't do anything, my dude. Like you. I was yeah. just, I was just holding my ground. <laughs> Shut because, up. Yeah, because if you slap, if you hit him back and they jump. Just so you smart, Jesus. Yo, the fucking recoil uh. was amazing. No, I never noticed. He's a southpaw too, so that takes you off even more. <laughs> Yo, just the speed, like you blink and you miss it. <laughs> Dude. He slapped him like your grandma did at church for screwing around. <laughs> Stop running around acting crazy. <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. See, Spartan just says, like, fuck that. He's getting rocked and I'm getting jumped. Like, okay, take your jump as like a man, but you didn't back up. Like, That's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, do you feel more justified? Because I, I kind of don't. Like, just because you thought that, first of all, you're there with all those wrestlers. They were going to come out eventually. And, like, fuck that. I wouldn't, like... There's no way. Like I, I just, I'm just surprised he took that slap. Like I don't care what the situation. I don't care how many guys he's having with them. I'm not just getting slapped and then just backing up. <laughs> if I know my boys are coming, I know they're gonna show up when they hear the jumping. <laughs> like, he got <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> It's almost as bad as when that guy got slapped by Kali. Yeah. The only difference is Conan knew where he was immediately. I had my right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like you just, Oh my god. <laughs> and then when he says, like, oh, I was looking at my peripheral vision, if somebody's got beef with me, I'm not taking my eyes off them for even a split second. He wasn't in the periphery. He was looking straight at him. It's that southpaw shit. Yep. God. Just didn't see it coming. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Gotta learn the patterns. Whether he blinks his eyes or whatever. <laughs> if, if he shuffles twice and he glitches. Yeah. Then you know what you got to do. You learn the patterns, man. Yep. All I'm saying, one of the free games I have on my Switch is like a Mike Tyson punch-out clone. I learned that shit, right? Yeah, he has a heart condition, but excuses. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. So there was some crazy rumors going around that at Rocky Johnson's funeral, Vince and them drunkenly showed up and did all this dumb shit and said all this stuff. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I heard. I didn't know if it was true or not. I had no idea. Yeah, I heard about it, but I had no idea if it was even true. I took it with a grain of salt. It sounds like one of those, whenever I hear stuff like that, I take it with a grain of salt. But Rocky Johnson's best friend, Al Rosen, uh, was on a podcast he spoke to Hannibal about it and he he sort of clarified 
a lot of what I had thought happened. I'm going to let you guys hear that. It's got up. And I think out of respect, he wasn't even on the program, but I think out of respect, he wanted, and he came a long ways. He sat for a couple of hours, and I think he wanted to say something, you know, short and direct, and, and get, and, you know, and, and get off. But it was absolutely, and, and the Johnsons were very, very, very thankful that he did. So, you know, I guess, you know, if, if people have different ways, and by the time somebody tells somebody the story, the story, and, and you could turn anything you want, you go first person that you ever knew you. They were, they were, and the, the rest of the Polynesian family, Serona, Rib. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been it's been hard, but I know, um, uh, and and throughout most everybody's career, and Pat Patterson is family. Pat Patterson was Peter Mavi's best. American uh, friend when he, uh, years ago, first person he ever knew. He was, he was there, and before he, uh, it, it got a little carried away. As I noticed on the internet, said you know it was a long, long sermon. Some of it was a little iffy, you know. And of course, there was some more drama there. It was a, it's an audience of ninety nine percent wrestlers. Uh, and I mean, you had a, you had a who's who from. Um, you know, from, from uh, you know, Tonga to Haku's family to Alpha to the Snookers and and, um, and uh, Rick Flair, Hulk Hogan, Joe Gomez, Dory Funk, Brian Blair, Steve Kern, Jerry Briscoe, Leilani Kai, uh, Jimmy Hart, uh, Chris Markov, David Sierra, Ricky Santana. I'm just talking on top of my head. Luke Williams, Billy Alfonso, you name them. These people took the time out of the day. Tra- a lot of them travel far to come on a Rocky, and 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 the, and the Johnson family, and not only uh, Ada and uh, and Dwayne, but uh, his other two, his son Curtis and, and Wanda, and uh, and um, on top of it, I'm going to be, you know, was Vince short? He, but he was probably the most direct. He said exactly what Rocky would want somebody to say about him. He was a talented, gifted worker. The, and he said the most, uh, probably the, the, the best thing he ever did, which he admitted to me hundreds of times was marrying Ada and them having uh, and the, uh, a baby uh, named Dwayne. And, and he often spoke of his other two kids. He goes, I want to be remembered as a father, as as a husband, and as and a, as a friend and a, and a worker. So you know, with everybody showing up, I think he kind of spoke for himself. Did Pat use church language? Okay, if if you and I are talking right now, and I say, "God damn it," you're not going to think anything of me to say, "Damn, God damn it." No. Okay, you know, Pat, Pat, yeah, I did that. God damn it, you know this, and me and Rocky did this. Yeah, damn. You know, I mean, you you don't you know, take any offense, right? No, no. And then he's telling a story and goes, shit. Yeah, we did that. Uh, but, you know, did the preacher, this is the preacher. Uh, uh, oh, oh, another thing. I read, uh, and, and, and at, 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 when she called me back, she goes, it says that they, they pull, it, the guys had to go up there and pull Pat off the stage. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's, that's how stories get That's up. what Billy wrote. no. They turned the mic off, and they turned the mic off. The guy sitting behind them turned the mic off, 
And then Pat said another sentence and walked off. And no MFs, no, he didn't look at Rocky. He was never disrespected. And uh, and uh, he said, gee, gee, damn, okay? You know, the only thing I want to clear up that the Johnsons are, uh, and are absolutely, uh, they were blown away for the amount of people that showed up and and, and paid respect. And, uh, you know, I th- hey, I think uh, Rocky would, uh, I think he kind of gave me the eye, you know. Hey, it's a pretty impressive, you know. What Vince Vince said, what he had to say, and he said the most direct. Direct. He, I mean, he wasn't about telling stories. I mean, he he said what Rocky would want to be rem- remembered for the most, you know. Uh, uh, his wife, his son, his son, and and daughter, and uh, and having been uh, made an impact in in the world of professional wrestling. So it just sounded like to me like people just wanted to make it that Vince and them are offensive and don't know how to conduct themselves at a funeral, which I found to be really weird. And that guy spoke more about it. He went on to talk about how, like, you have to think about how far back these families go. Further back than your mind can comprehend and you've existed in this world, even your parents. Like, they, the McMahons have been employing Rocky Johnson's family before he was even in that family. Like they know each other, they, they they know each other really well. They said that Vince is like family. Like he said that in that interview. He said Vince is like family to them, and Patterson is family. It was like that was literally like the first friend that Peter Maivia made in this country. Like they go so far back that it is ridiculous the the roots that they have with them. You know the McMahons are are the practitioners of employing Samoans, if you ask me. So I believe that story that no one had an issue with them. Maybe they were extremely comfortable because these are people that they've been around for years, which everyone fails to realize. This is a place that that place 80, 80 to 90 percent of the people that were there probably know Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon, like on a personal level. And can you imagine the backlash of Vince McMahon? showing up drunk to the rock's dad's funeral maybe and how much media buzz that would have got i don't say he was drunk maybe they were both drinking you know what i mean i don't i don't think that there's any lies to that i don't think but i think that it's an environment it's like if somebody had broke news that you were drinking and hanging out with your relatives the night before you know what i mean or after a funeral it's not really news if you're comfortable with the people which it sounds to me like uh they were they were comfortable about this and the internet tried to make more of it than what it was and make it seem like they were being disrespectful or whatever. But I, I just don't, I didn't think that made much sense when I heard it. You know, I thought that it was whatever was done. I'm sure it was done pretty tastefully, you know? Yeah. If his best friend isn't in uproars about it, maybe it's because there was nothing, nothing there to be up in uproar about. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes, sometimes you're going to funeral and you celebrate somebody's life, uh, just mourn. Like, it's, it's always, it's, it's just go back to the old thing where everybody wants to just think the worst of fucking Vince McMahon. Nobody ever wants to talk about the good shit. So as soon as something comes out, hey, let's blow this out of proportion and make Vince look like a monster again. Like, you, to kill that noise. Like, yeah, just let that, tra- that, that, that train ride's over. That game stopped being fun years ago. <laughs> mm hmm. All right, well, let's talk about a little bit of the weekly events that have been having gone around here. Uh, just quick rundowns. You know, we don't do crazy stuff, but AW Dark had Diamante versus Big Swall. Um, that's that chick that, uh, Oscar killed that one time, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she kills her off and then she respawned in Impact. Yeah. I remember her. <laughs> funny. But, uh, 
Yeah, they did that chancleta spot, the slippers, the Spanish slippers, where she the ref winds up taking one from her. And then while she's distracted, she beats her with the other one. She forget there's two slippers. Yeah. And uh, Swall goes over with um what she calls the dirty dance. And what is that, like just a discus lariat? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was pretty much that. Strong Heart versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy. Uh, goes over with an assisted um, sit-out powerbomb via Luchasaurus. Look at these guys getting a push, huh? Yeah, they're getting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the AEW Jericho Cruise. Did you guys enjoy your Jericho Cruise? That was really cool. <laughs> AEW Dynamite on the Jericho Cruise. This had the AEW World Tag Team title match, SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky defending against Adam Page and Kenny Omega. And surprisingly enough, uh, they go over the Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Page basically hits two buckshot lariats, right? Like he goes over the ropes and he hits one on Scorpio before flipping back into the ring for the other to take out Kaz. Uh, yep. So he pretty much does all of the work there. And, uh, it was strange. I guess that's how they're building the story, but I found it strange that Omega took a backseat to that finish. It was just him taking both guys out. But then it made more sense to me when they did the Pulse interview and the Bucks came out to celebrate with Omega and Paige. And Paige was somewhat cold and distant, but then he decided to celebrate by himself drinking beers and crowd surfing. And even during that promo, he's telling, uh, when it, when they interview him, he sort of says, oh, you know, I said I was going to kick both their asses and I did it by myself. And Omega kind of looks yeah. at him like, well, what the hell's wrong with this guy? You know, like, you know, the same look he's been giving him this whole time. So they're still sort of building up to something with that yeah it's slow burning it so. yeah uh, a couple spots in this cast hitting that exploded suplex on page where it looked like he landed on his head he didn't get the full rotation i think has even went as far as to check on him afterwards um there was a point where um page accidentally hits omega with that lariat more more foreshadowing of miscommunications with them uh, i did like the slingshot cutter that cast hit page with on the entrance ramp um and omega with hitting cast with that nasty tiger driver overall good stuff Surprise ending. I didn't think they were going to make these two a team, especially since they're distancing um, Paige from the elite guys. But again, this is going to be how the story goes. Maybe they're going to lose the title. Something's going to happen. Miscommunication cost them yeah. titles. It'll be a short run. Uh, yeah, we'll it's, a, it's a way to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Throw a little monkey then. wrench in it. Don't, don't just have it go straight through casually like everybody would see it coming. So. Yeah. Oh, we had Dr. Britt Baker against Priscilla Kelly. Can you believe Priscilla Kelly made it all the way here? The tuna is now elite. Yeah, man. You want to taste the tuna? The elite tuna. Yeah, she made it here. <laughs> is that and... dolphin safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, finish to this. Britt Baker goes over, of course, super kick, Russian leg sweep, and rolling into the lockjaw. And you know what, man? Priscilla Kelly looked really good out there. She's one of the better girls. Tuna or not, like her her whole look when she went out there and her performance in the ring, that's somebody who who they should have uh, stick around there. Yeah, she did good. Yeah, glad that she was there. I like I liked her entire thing. That was a good women's match. It was it was good for what we would expect. And then afterwards, we had Tony Schiavone in the ring, uh, post interview with Britt Baker, where she heals it up. She talks about how uh, because he calls the finish questionable. I forget exactly what she did that was questionable. Or did she have the tights or something? I don't know what she would have done. I, it was, I don't it was even super know. Kick. I don't know something I must have missed that she did. But um, 
basically she she patronizes him basically saying that you know he's a you know he's a legend and he's like you know an old timer and he you know they get it they respect him and that this is his meal ticket because before this he was working at shitty at, at starbucks and he's a shitty barista i mean she really fucking laid into him like she tore him off <laughs> it was really bad like that's an official <laughs> heel turn and then she just goes into how great and sexy she is and you know really good though but just the way uh I don't know how much of this because again the 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 T the TBS or the TNT version they they do that picture in picture shit at times so I know that there's stuff that was missing. Um I did get to watch the unedited version where it's a, a clean 2 hours without commercials and there is a lot of content. I recommend that using their uh, whatever the hell that service is their 499 thing. But yeah, they you know, they had these um plus stuff like when she called him a shitty barista. I'm not sure if that was bleeped out on the uh when she was like you're just a shitty barista. No, like, I don't think it, like, it was. Yeah. Um, oh, so you saw that? Yeah, I, I remember right, cool. the other idea that that showed up in the live version. Okay, gotcha. In fact, yeah, that the virtually that whole promo almost showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get a video package of Jungle Boy talking about his relationship with his dad, uh, Luke Perry. I'm not sure if this this was on the TNT version. Uh this I did not see. No. Yeah, which was pretty sentimental. He just it was pictures of him with his dad and him. He had a conversation just talking about what it was like. Uh, if his dad asked him if this was the dream that he wanted to to have, you know, his last conversations and stuff. Uh, they actually had video footage of the recruitment phone call, like Cody sitting in the in the office, the conference room, speakering him and like you know telling him that they want to work with him and stuff. And uh, you know, they just talk, talked about like the 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 legacy and stuff and between him and his father. Which I, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was uh, yeah. very very well done, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny not to segue too much, but um, we mentioned Jurassic Express. Um, I I found a uh, Chris Van Vliet's YouTube, and I was listening to an interview he did with Marco Stunt. It's actually kind of a little cool backstory between uh, Jurassic Express because this team is actually a hybrid of two different teams. Because what happened was uh, when they signed Stunt to AEW. They were going to have him and Jungle Boy as a team. But then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were already a boy and his dinosaur. So they decided, OK, let's put them together. Did they really call them a boy and his dinosaur? <laughs> I think I think that's really what the team's name was. Good God. <laughs> so then we have a six man tag team match. Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt against the inner circle. Jericho, Ortiz and Santana with good old Jake Hager accompanying them. Uh, this was cool. Everyone sings Jericho's music. Did you guys catch that? Like the Yo. whole crowd was singing it word for word. And he's supposed to be a heel and everything. <laughs> but holy crap, is he over with that entrance? I'm going to tell you something right now. There is over and then there is they're singing your song that you wrote with your band on your cruise. <laughs> that is insane. Jericho's music. Um. Would you say that it was one of the better entrance music is musics in history, like that entrance? Uh, when it comes to the ones I've seen in the past, Judas is a song that always tends to stick out. And I think it's one of those songs where you can feel just the energy flow through the room whenever it comes on, no matter what he's doing. Like I've said before, I do wish they didn't take the little intro piece out. But I mean, even then, it was just a sudden start. It's still... One of writing my favorite interest themes, and as you can see, the crowd was ecstatic to be a part of it. And I love how Jericho didn't even try to be a heel in a second. He was just like, "Nope, fuck it." Let's that entrance squash is what he used to have. Oh, and kills WWE. break the walls down. Every all the fifteen versions of it they have kills and, them all. And it's not even like that was a bad entrance, but holy shit, does this really 
put together the whole Jericho character and everything. That's why those fans like it so much. Yeah. It's something of his own. And it's one of those things where see what happens when you give him the freedom. Mm-hmm. Better than his WCW? I don't even remember the WCW music. Wasn't it uh, an imitation of Evenflow? Evenflow, yeah. Which was really good. Just because it fit that character that he was. It was just an instrumental Evenflow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was really good. It it fit like this one, like how this fits him. That fit him perfect. I think yeah, each I get- one of the entrances fit that style of Jericho. Yeah. Jericho uploaded this to his YouTube channel. This is just the intro with them saying the wrong thing. Listen to this shit. It's nuts. nuts yeah almost hard to keep him a heel right you can't i he you see he refused to heal it up he just <laughs> that is an insane level of over jericho has become his own level of over at this point mm-hmm. yeah for sure Absolutely. and the thing was the thing would break the walls down it was good until they just started like n- the only thing that ever changed was maybe the pacing of it, but that was it. It was always the same song every time. Whereas Judas feels like it's a completely different thing. Yeah. So in this match, Luchasaurus does a headbutt, and Jr. says, "Shades of Conor McGregor." What the fuck did Conor do a headbutt, Jr.? And I was gonna say because you you're, you're the MMA guy here. Did I miss a Conor McGregor fucking headbutt? I feel like I've seen no. everything he's done. What the <laughs> no, fuck? No, would no, that I, mean, be? I mean, the only thing he did in his last fight was like shoulder jabs, but that's it. <laughs> Shades of Conor McGregor. There's no headbutting in MMA. This isn't the old days of the UFC. Like, what the fuck? It was just such a weird thing, you know? This is this isn't the days of freaking Tank Abbott and Kimo Leopold. What the fuck are you talking about, JR? Yeah, JR's interesting, man. The one thing that he said, I kind of like this, was when uh, so Marco Stunt hits this 450 splash on Jericho and goes for the cover, and Jericho kicks out, of course. And JR goes, My God, Marco Stunt almost pinned Jericho. The world would stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> oh. But of course the world spins on as Jericho goes over with the Judas effect. Which I still <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling it, but whatever, man. You know, I can't complain just because that one thing I don't really like. Yeah. Like, it was like I said, the way this one happened, the one that the one time I've never liked the Judas effect is when he sets it up and lines it up. I like it when it comes out of nowhere. Because that's how a spinning back a spinning back elbow is supposed to be. 
that's where the knockout aspect of it comes from because you don't see the shit coming. But it's like, yeah, yeah, see each other definitely. So Joey Janela against MJF, uh, which to me, I, I, this is first of all, Janela gets distracted by his ex, who he no longer cares about. At the top of the ramp, making out with Kip Saban, her new boyfriend. So MJF goes over with the double cross. And like Cornette said recently on his podcast, can the heels at least do something when they want to distract the baby faces in these companies? It goes for WWE and, and, um, AEW because it's strange when you have the baby face in the ring and they fucking stop because of something either on the Tron or way at the ramp and they just stop and walk like, Oh, you know, we talked about something before or it's kind of like you're supposed to be a professional. You know what I mean? You're at the, you're, you're an elite level athlete. And some shit that happened on the screen, someone strumming a, a, a guitar, you know, so, someone hitting a radio or music, and, and you're, you're all fucked up. It doesn't make any sense. It's weird. And it's just like, are, are they going to fight or are they not going to fight? Because, I mean, Jesus Christ. like, <laughs> Yeah, so he's at the top of the ramp, and that distracts him. That's how he goes over. And then afterwards, MJF says that um, he, he gives a promo where he basically says he's the last chapter in Cody's book, and out comes Cody. And uh, MJF boasts about how Cody can't touch him, which you're thinking, oh, boy, so who's going to come out to touch him? And then, uh, you know, he kind of bitches Cody a little since he knows he can't be touched. Like he, he gives Cody the mic, like to do a promo, but just when Cody reaches for it, he drops it on the floor. When Cody kneels down to pick it up, he kicks it away from him so he has to go, go over to pick it up. And, uh, the whole time I'm just wondering who's going to fuck with Cody, with him on Cody's behalf because Cody can't touch him. And of course, here come the young bucks. He gets dual super kicks, which JR calls sweet chin music. Everything sweet chin music. You know? <sighs> for fuck's sakes. Uh, you know, so both companies are doing it now because Ziggler over there has sweet chin music and over here the Young Bucks have sweet chin music. I guess that's it now. It's official. So super kicks are now sweet chin music. I don't know when this happened. I don't know how it ha- how everyone, even from different companies, has agreed to it. But apparently, and I guess I'm being the one who's educated now, the default super kick is sweet chin music no matter who does it or what brand it is. So I just don't know. Because remember, isn't it funny how last week we were saying how they shouldn't have done that with Ziggler on SmackDown, and this week Jim Ross himself does it. So I guess that means we're now in the minority. It's fucking sweet chin music. Uh, I'll stay in the fucking minority. I'm already black, all right? It's how weird, man. You know, it's just so strange. And even for AEW, it's weirder because they've never had a Shawn Michaels there. Exactly. But whatever. You know, but then they throw MJF into a pool and he falls and, like, you get the You Can't Swim champs and he's flailing around. That's how they cut that off. And uh, on the deck you have of the ship, you have Tony, good old Tony Schiavone, interviewing the new tag champs. And uh, that's what I was talking about before, where Kenny was happy that he was winning them. And uh, he talked about how Paige was one of his best friends, but Paige didn't really care about that. You know, when the buck show up on the interview, just when Paige is about to talk, it pisses him off. So he kind of walks off like, ah, like, I don't want to be around these guys. So it's again, more with the distance stuff. Um, We get a good backstage Pac promo where he talks about how AEW headhunted him. And they offered him fake opportunities because now that he's here, they're not really using him. And he talks about how he used to sell his soul to the devil before, but now he's here. I guess that's a McMahon reference. It's the closest I can make of it. Uh, you get an AEW world title number one contendership match with Pac versus John Moxley. You get eye patch Moxley here. He's still fucked up from what happened last yeah, week with the, spike, with the jack, <laughs> with the jacket spike. Uh, they brawl all around the ship, which I'm sure everybody loved. And, uh, basically this culminates in despite Moxley's, uh, you know, or oh, rather this, despite, uh, Pac's dirty tricks, such as ripping off Jericho's, um, uh, Moxley's bandages rather, uh, he winds up hitting him with the DDT into the paradigm shift, which again, I'm not sure how I feel about it being, it's just one DDT into another. This reminds me of sort of Jeff Hardy where he does the, the twist of fate into the twist of fate. <laughs> you know, he does that one, right? The one where they, they, they sell it like a stunner. 
he does one stunner version than the other. Like, I don't like the signature and the finisher being that close, but that second paradigm shift is violent enough that it almost doesn't yeah. feel like a DDT. I, I think that's what it is. It's just like the double arm DDT feels like at least there's still use, at least would still have a little bit of protection. Whereas that paradigm shift slash death rider, like you're just along for the ride. I would, I kind of wish instead of using just the regular double arm DDT into that, that he did, uh, the old dirty deeds from WWE into the. Oh, into yeah. The thing, yeah. Yeah. The know? one that, uh, EC, EC3 started using as the 1% or a TNA when he still mattered. Yeah. Pretty much something like that. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what that move, that's what, um, the dirty deeds originally used to be. Yeah. I don't know Yo, why they changed it. But. Speaking of changing move, you notice that Bailey hits everybody with Jeff Jarrett's finisher now? <laughs> Isn't that what? Jeff Jarrett's finisher? That the she's fucking stroke, yeah. That is her um, yeah. Ever since she, I, I kept thinking, isn't it great she has a shitty haircut and now uses that finisher? Isn't that the story that Jeff Jarrett went through? Oh, God. <laughs> she, has, like, she has a shitty gimmick <laughs> with a shitty title run, and now she has a shitty finisher with a shitty haircut. It's she always does magical. It. And it's like, it's not like they got rid of that Bailey to belly thing. She, there's always, if you notice now, it, it's become one of those moves. They have a habit of doing this in WWE. Your old move becomes a failed thing that they'll never get off again. Like, ever since she got the short hair and the new gimmick, she goes for the Bailey to belly and nothing happens. Like, the person always blocks it. And she finishes him with the fucking Jeff Jarrett thing. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> it be great if she did it and then she gets up and goes, don't piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for the promo where she says, ain't I great? It's awesome, you know. I I think it suits her for the gimmick. It's one of those things where it works better, you know. It's a fucking. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, if I'm not here for that promo, Squires, you fucking tell me when it happens. All right. Would that be great if she got up? Listen, slap nuts. (laughs) If you look at her outfits, they look very, uh, they look very Sherry Martell inspired, like the 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 color scheme and everything. She and in the past, even when she was a baby face, if you look at her face, she would do the Sherry Martell makeup around her eyes and shit, and she would do like the madness style Macho Man, the the tassels. She's she's all. If you really look at her, she's all about Macho and Sherry Martell and everything that Bailey does. You know, like that's even in her NXT days, she was a especially more macho than anything else. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's a driver Bronco. Oh, come oh, on, man. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm sick of your shit, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so after that, we have, um, well, that was pretty much it. It was a brawl with the finish and, uh, you know, Moxley hitting the thing and going over. Now he's the number one contender officially to go up against Jericho. And, uh, the fun didn't end there because we got a cruise. And there was some backstage stuff. There was some partying and things going on. Everyone breaks kayfabe. It's not like it used to be. Like now, the fun never ends. So uh, I'm going to give you guys some examples here. Apparently, Marco Stunt did a performance. Did you hear about that? This I did not hear about. What the fuck? I haven't seen it, but I do have it here. Let's have a look at what the hell this is. Everybody should have that level of confidence. He's up there with Jericho, right? I think so. So fucking bizarre. You know what's so funny? It's kind of funny to go think. uh, Wait, what's worse? I said, I remember when I drank my first beer and went to karaoke. Oh, God. You know, he told a story once on that fucking podcast about how not only did he get carded once at Wendy's, but five times in a bar on the same night. I fucking lost it when I heard this. <laughs> they had an intergender match 
um, on the ship. It wasn't aired. It was uh, on a stick on the air with this following, which I don't think is taped this week, but it's Kenny Omega and Riho against Kip Saban and Penelope Ford. So that's just stuff that they did specifically for the cruise people. Yeah. AEW is always good about sending the crowd home happy. Yeah. And this was like definitely whether it be that. I think apparently I heard at one of uh, the past dynamites, there was a second coming of the fucking Orange Cassidy kid, except it was a smaller kid this time. Like, you had Moxley doing some singing too. Check this out. Oh, are you kidding me? Just like I hate every one of these people on here. <laughs> they were so pissed off just now. <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. What the fuck, man? <laughs> that is a level of confidence. You had to have Marco start or John Moxley confidence every day in your life. I swear to God. Yeah, so I guess they had a night yep. of karaoke, though, because there's more Moxley singing. Oh, no. <laughs> Show me yours, I'll show you mine. 
Yeah, you picked a winner. That is epic. Hey, do you, do you think he? Do you, do you think he had a few drinks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Confident. Yes. And you know what? It was fantastic. <laughs> couple red straws in that drink oh, if there was ever an incentive to go on these cruises man i hope he's on the next one you know what i'm saying i'll just fucking i, I want to go on the next one now like, the best stuff happened apparently when when there was no uh when there was no show <laughs> like, how cool was that i had fun okay, just seeing be- it can imagine okay. being there <laughs> okay we beat each other up now let's have fun once in a lifetime experience man holy shit oh god and then jericho ending the cruise had a huge oh, announcement yeah. Last and a half. So there's no downside to it. <laughs> you make a ton of money and you get to have fun on the water. <laughs> yeah, very cool stuff. Oh man, I hope they televise it again next year. Like this was fun. Like, mm-hmm. there's very few down points to being in AEW right now. Like, there's very few. Like the the pros outweigh the cons for certain. Drastic at this point, the con. <laughs> yeah, unless you're that guy in the dark order who had the shitty punches. <laughs> Wait a minute, you had the shit. Tell me what happened. The young bucks looking for revenge on the dark order. Sky dark taking order. a fight. Oh! Super kick party's broken out here. I must admit, exalted one, they are far more powerful than I anticipated. But I promise you, it will be taken care of. It better be. We are one. Wait. Yes, sir. I want the weak one gone. How did they show it? Be done. Embrace the bot, all right? <laughs> Look at me. Did you think we wouldn't find out? <laughs> Do you work for someone else? Why did you join the Dark Order? Why did you show weakness? I'm disappointed in you. I saw so much potential. <laughs> Why did you do it? Just tell me I want to know the truth. Grayson. (laughs) 
fuck. I like how like they're in, they're not doing like WWE do where they try to hide it from like every freaking possible way. Like they embrace it and just turn it into a bit. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah, that guy's gonna become famous, unfortunately, from those ugly ass punches. They can't have he's, shit he, like that on TV, man. He he's this generation Silver King. Yeah. Wait, no, no, I'm taking a yeah. No, Shockmaster is one thing. Oh, yeah. How do you confuse Silver King with Shockmaster? You know what it is? Because I thought Silver Helmet. I think that's what it was. Silver King? The King of Trick Track? (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker's the new Shockmaster. It's amazing. (laughs) Or like when uh, Tammy Sitch, when she was in WCW, they were that bad of punches. Oh, God. Yeah, the ones against Charmel. Oh, Jesus. Those guys weren't invited on the cruise. No you, have to have your, you have to have your punches in order before we can fuck with you on the cruise, you know? Fucking this is a 40,000. Yeah, good. Fucking, fucking 40,000 leagues under the botch. Like, no. So, uh, in regards to the cruise, I don't know if you guys heard that Booker T was on there. Really? Yeah. Booker T was on there and he tweeted when someone asked him, he said, because I'm a grown ass man and I do whatever the fuck I want. Works for me. Hashtag <laughs> cruise of Jericho. So it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker, don't you know why? What's been Booker T lately has been a bit unhinged. You guys noticed that? Like this new Booker yeah. T that we're getting that doesn't give a shit. Did you guys see? And I came across this randomly the other day. This isn't even really connected to any stories. I just happened to be stumbled across. Do you c- come across him like burying Macaulay Culkin? No. What? What the, what the fuck did Macaulay Culkin do? I'm gonna let you listen to this. <laughs> there must be Macaulay some heat that. Listen to this. There must be some heat here that we don't know. We got to get to the bottom of it. I came across this and I was just baffled and I was just, I was reluctant if I was going to bring this on here or not. But listen to this. What do you got to say to Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin, he, what he need to do is go, go go see if he could talk to, what was the guy named back, back, back to the Future? Doc Brown? Doc Brown. Try to get some of that age off his ass. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened to his face, man. It seemed like somebody just took a shovel and just hit it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Holy shit! Macaulay Culkin, if it's if he's if it's if he's up or uh, uh, if he's on his bottom half the time. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! You know, Culkin wow. is so ugly. It's against the law to marry him in fifty states. That's every state. <laughs> Man, I don't know what Macaulay ever did to you. You know, Macaulay Culkin, he probably would have tried to, you know. Get a promo school. Promo school? Oh, I so, uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin, if we could, if, if, if we could, if I could put a word in for you, if anybody still know who you are, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Because Macaulay Culkin, when the last time he did anything? Home Alone? I mean, he's done, he's done stuff. Since home Alone, what? He was 16? Now he's 60. He definitely wasn't 16 at Home Alone. <laughs> he was like seven. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just a burial. Just a burial. Burial Macaulay. If I see Macaulay cocking on the street, I might have a drill and a jackhammer to try to help him out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I did not expect this response from Booker what T about Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin face so, looks so hard, you'd think he lived in bedrock. Friendly banter. No, oh, no, my God. I'm just saying. Macaulay Culkin, if you want some of this smoke, you just let me know anytime. I'm an easy man to find. You know what I mean? I, 
You might be two you know, these days because you ain't got no money. You're broke. <laughs> if Macaulay Culkin, if you want some of me, man, don't break it, man. If you, you know what I mean? If you, don't dish it out if you ain't willing to take it, sucker. What, do you, you know? have a breakfast nook? I do have a bre- breakfast nook. Are you, you know, you that's something that bre- a breakfast nook. He probably didn't know I knew what that meant, but I got a mansion, sucker. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. And we got and we got a breakfast nook. What? We got hold up before we say anything. Write it down. We got breakfast nook. What happened, right? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Yo, first of all, I am crying. Holy shit. What was that, right? Did you discover a, a fucking affair with him and Charmel? Did you catch him in the bush? What the fuck, man? Jesus. Do you think he would talk all that crap if he watched The Good Son? Yeah, oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine if next week we come on here and we have a video on Macaulay Culkin slaps Booker T. <laughs> 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 and then after that, you get Booker T coming on there. Macaulay Culkin. We're coming for you. I almost fainted. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything back because he had those two guys with him, Marvin no. and the no. other Hold on, hold on. Yo, let's just say <laughs> everything went blurry. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't feel shit. I could see oh, Macaulay Culkin with his hands out in that position, the chart slap. <laughs> Oh, God, my <laughs> Yo, that last week, that was the best part, though, when we were talking about the charge slap. And it was just like, oh, we, we said that it was out of no one. I was like, oh, no, he was, he was charging that slap for Conan. I was like, anybody who's ever played Street Fighter who used Blanca or Guile <laughs> <laughs> knows that that slap. <laughs> he was hitting jab a million times, huh? Yo, he was oh, holding. Oh, my God. Yo, Psychosis 2 was holding back the whole time. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I literally like you don't understand. Twenty twenty was almost a year where the where a co-host passed out <laughs> on the fucking air. You know that's the that's the response oh. to Twitter beef now. You just slap people. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, if that's the case, some of y'all on Twitter in danger. <laughs> Gonna be like, man, I can't believe Booker T just stood there and got slapped by Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you heard what Booker T said? What? But I heard the response. <laughs> There's no way in hell, right? There's not even an alternate universe where that shit exists. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Booker, man. I'm so happy that everyone has a podcast now that's a wrestler. Oh, Jesus Christ. You don't even need their cheats. You just can come across the craziest shit. Oh, God. Okay, I can see it again. Thank Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> that was almost the one that broke me. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I see. I see now. Macaulay Culkin on Angry Video Game or Cinema Massacre. He seemed like a nice enough guy. He actually seemed like the yeah. kind of guy I'd hang out with. Kind of like he seemed like a now. really chill person to hang out with. Yeah, it was just like, wow, what happened? There was some heat there, man. Holy shit. Booker yeah. T knows that locker room lingo, apparently, because he was ready to fire, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, let's get away from this already. I don't know where to go with it. So, do you guys see the new Brandy Rhodes thing that they're doing now? I heard about it, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either, but I have it here. Oh, goody, goody. Apparently, there's something... I don't know. Let's just look at what the hell's going on. Hi, Brandy. Can you tell me, why do you think you're here today? 
Well, my husband asked me to come. I guess he's worried about me, something like that. You've recently had a, a head injury at work, yes? No, I've never had a head injury. Never had any, any head trauma. Oh, I forgot about that. Hmm. Okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about this new group of friends that you have, um, the Nightmare Collective. So there's Awesome Kong, and she's a monster. She really likes hair. She likes to cut hair, and she likes to smell it. And then there's Mel, who really just kind of wanted to, to fit in. She wanted to fit in, so she got rid of all that hair and just look at her now. Oh, and then there's Luther. Luther loves blood. Do you know what the definition of a cult is, Brandy? A cult is just a relatively small group of people with certain beliefs or practices that other people might deem sinister. You think we're a cult? No. Is that what you think? Have you been reading the internet? Because they, that's their little hot button issue. Of course not. Of course not. Let's, let's just move on. Brandy, sometimes when people are fearful, they can create alternate personalities. For example, I think the real Brandy is afraid that people maybe won't like her. Do you think it's possible that you've created this character, this alter ego to, to help cope with that? Oh my God. Oh my God. You nailed it. Yeah. You, you yes. nailed it. I, I think, yes. I think I have it figured out. I think I understand that I don't have to be this person. I think we made some serious progress here, Doc. I, I've never felt so clear in my entire life. I feel like I, I can move forward. I think you're right. There's nothing wrong with me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doc. I wouldn't have been able to do this without you, but now I'm good. I don't even need therapy anymore. I didn't see that coming. I actually thought she was going to put her through her desk or something. Yeah, I thought Colin was going to show up and cut her hair or some shit. Yeah. No one has anything. That numbed the shit out of you guys, huh? Dude, like, I'm, I'm still recovering. I don't know what to say. I mean, B- B- Booker and Booker and Macaulay Culkin are still recovering. So, I mean, I got it. I'm rooting for Brandy to be you know interesting. And, yeah. and I know AEW is like, yeah, it's a little Lucha Underground for me. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a little Lucha Underground. It has. I don't know if it's gotten that bad yet. But, yeah, I kind of get what you mean. Yeah, and... uh. She's yet to be interesting, and I've always been a big supporter of uh, the Roses in general, long before they blew up, you know. Like, I used to look at Brandy's vlog, like, before she was in Gimmick, like, just the cat, the, the personality was interesting. And, uh, you know, so I don't want anything negative, but it seems like all of her stuff is missed. The wrestling is missed, the gimmicks are missed, the promos are missed, the, the stables are missed. Like, it's just like they, they can't seem to find a fit. When I see her on the Elite before doing this, I think that was the closest we've come to. Just being Brandy Rhodes was better than any of the stuff that's performance-wise. Because this is just kind of weird, and it doesn't fit her. You know, maybe it will eventually. But so far, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are liking it, or if you're enjoying this, uh, the Nightmare Collective. I'm kind of just... I don't really... I almost don't even have an opinion on it, really. It's just it's not something where it's catching my eye at all this during the weeks. Like, it happens, and then I kind of just forget about it. The unfortunate thing about Brandy is that 
whether they admit it or not, which I believe Cody and many people have openly have, there are certain qualities that being a performer in the WWE instill upon you that you probably can't get anywhere else. It's almost like the army with their schedules and with everything where it's like, sure, it's shitty, but there are certain resiliencies that you get from having that lifestyle. And I don't really feel like Brandy was there long enough to have reaped the benefits of that when uh she was Eve, the announcer or the interviewer, the backstage interviewer in WWE. Yeah. She never really got the opportunity to really feel um a lot of in ring television work and promoing the kind like she was an interviewer. It's like if Renee Young would wrestle at AEW without ever having done even a match on Raw or something. You know what I mean? Like she I kind of feel like this is another case like with Ryback and everyone else where she could have uh benefited from more time in WWE and more experience. And maybe have the ability to do something as good as what she's doing independently. But right now it doesn't work at all. Like at least for me it doesn't. If anyone feels different, tell me to please tell me the pros to it. There really aren't any. It's smart that they don't associate it too much with any of the angles that Cody's in right now. Oh, for sure. And it's really better when she was just his uh valet until they were able to do something else. And and you know what? At the end of the day, Someone like that who's kind of new to be, to getting over and having a character and everything. They put her with Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong's not exactly Miss Charisma herself. You know what I mean? Sure, she's had the same gimmick. Big, big girl, big, powerful monster gimmick. Da-na-na-na, and that's pretty much it. We don't really have... She doesn't have enough personality to, to be able to carry that. Like, she's she's never been interesting. And honestly, years ago on here, we used to play her promos. And when they let her, she's going to be more hammy than Brandy. She had promos that reminded me of shit I would hear in the 80s. If I, and I, I think, I think we still might even have some of them somewhere in the vault, but she used to do really, really hokey old school style promos. Andre the Jack. Yeah. Like the kind of shit you would expect to hear from an Andre or a Paul Bearer or a Papa Shango type shit used to come out of her. Oh god! Like she, she really together. It's like having a piece of toast and then going. You know what's good with toast? Dipping it in water. And no disrespect to those guys, but that was, but that was a different era. And she strikes me as when when I hear Awesome Kong do a promo, she strikes me as born in the wrong era. Like she would have done great if that character existed back then with those guys. But when I hear her now and she does those kind of promos, it's it's just strange for me. Just you know? shouty promo. That's all it is. It's shouty. Rah. It's just a little Ugh. cheesy. She's not even shouty. I wouldn't even say shouty. Just kind of tries to go more for the spooky tone when she does her uh, things. Like the spooky monster tone from the ones that I've seen in the past. I'm sure I've, I have some of them saved just because I've laughed out loud when I've heard Kong promos. I'm <laughs> like, you got to be shitting me. This is the promo. She belongs in the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll find him at some point and we'll play him on here. Yeah, she was very Dungeon of Doom-esque. So it's not going to help the cause of making Brandy look less boring, you know? Pretty much. <sighs> yeah, but they're trying. At least they have YouTube. That's the one thing that the WWE doesn't do enough of. Like, they, they're using YouTube as an extension of AEW Dynamite. So a lot of the stuff spills over there. So you have its optional content. Whereas WWE is just like, hey, if you missed this one Lashley segment, here you go. Yeah. And a lot more of their content is going to become optional because uh, they actually lost their deal with ITV4, which was their UK deal. Unfortunately, nothing to do with them. But what happened was ITV 
are turning off their box office service effective immediately. So it's only it's, it's only been a couple of months since we announced on here that they were having that ITV4 deal that was going to give them the pretty much network television over there. And now they're off of the damn thing, at least in the UK. So they sent out a notice letting fans know, all their international fans, and a tweet that uh, they're going to be coming to Fight TV and that Fight TV is going to be introducing AEW Plus, which is the four ninety nine service, which gives the uncut version. Now, a lot of listeners have Because the saying, only other TV they can be on over there is Sky, and WWE's got that locked up. Well, WWE's contract with Sky ended recently. WWE's now exclusive to BT Sports. Oh, really? Well, yeah. they can always go to Sky then. Yeah. This is the first time, I think, in history, the WWE. I think they had decades with Sky. But no, now they've, now they've yeah. moved on to BT Sports. And the good thing about the BT Sports deal is that they're allowed to have other programming on there. So they're gonna, that's where they have their NXTs and all their other stuff. I believe they're gonna be putting the UK on there. So they have a sweeter deal with BT Sports. They get more exposure over there. They're gonna get everything on that channel. So yeah, Sky's free right now, I guess. If you look at it that way, if they wanted to go there, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right now they're with the Fight TV and with the, uh, with the AW Plus service. But we'll have to see what the future holds for them as far as that goes. You know, that was fast though. That was a quick, uh, turnover with that deal. But, um, look, we were saying about the fact that there's been some new, uh, mergers and stuff going on. Uh, Nick Aldis told Sports Illustrated, cause, you know, he's one of the top guys right now in, uh, the NWA power thing, right? Um, he's quoted yeah, saying, he, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, he's been their world champion for God knows how long. Yeah, he's quoted as saying, working with AEW is brought up to me almost daily. The NWA is open to working with anyone. There are a number of wrestlers outside the WWE that are viewed as elite level guys. So it's only a matter of time before the audience starts demanding the main event matches they want to see. We want to give the fans matches they want to see, these super fights. If AEW wants to be involved in big marquee matches, then they have two choices. Go out and write some more big checks to some more guys, or they're going to have to come to the table and work out some super fights with the NWA. The offer is laying on the table, which it looks like the latter of the two is going to most likely happen. They've already laid out enough money, but they have plenty more thanks to that new contract. Never underestimate who you're going to see grabbed up next as far as that goes. Yeah, pretty much. Only time will tell what happens. Yeah, exactly. What else did we have going on in the... Uh, I guess we should talk about ratings too, right? Well, how did they do against... Let me see if I could bring it up real quick. How did oh, we didn't even go over NXT yet. Oh, yeah, but how, I want to see how they did AEW. Oh. We'll go into NXT right after this. Um... So AEW did 871,000 viewers, um, while NXT did 769,000. Dynamite is down. Yeah. Well, Dynamite is down because last week they did 940,000, whereas this week they only did 871,000, but both numbers are still higher than NXT that's been hovering around 700,000. Um, NXT up from last week's from 700,000 to 769,000. They still didn't break that extra 100,000 yet. So again, my prediction stands. I said that the, that the numbers were going to eventually settle and that's where we were going to stay. And so far I haven't been proven wrong. It looks to me like this is going to pretty much be a consistent average of 900,000 viewers for AEW every week and a consistent average of 700,000 viewers for NXT every week. And unless something drastic changes, there's no reason to believe that that's ever going to change. If there's a holiday or something special that happens, then both those numbers are going to fluctuate. But it looks to me like there's going to be a give or take 200,000 uh, viewership lead by AEW indefinitely. So, uh, yeah. I'm just saying WWE is it still a sprint. Is it still a marathon? I mean, well, AEW has this. I'm not worried yeah. about that, you know. Yeah, and on, on top of that, this week was a taped episode, I believe, since it was on Jericho Cruise. 
Yes, yeah. yes, it was. And they and they so still had like, that lead. Yeah. So people knew it was taped, but it was they still had that lead. Good, man. At the end of the day, I'm sorry, you're not beating a wrestling event on a ship. Hello, Becky. <laughs> and and no, no questions right now. We're not taking any questions. We are trying to get through the uh whatever the hell we're trying to get through here. What if it's the real Becky Lynch though? That'd be hilarious, but I but, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be the second day in a row. <laughs> Oh, she calls us fake. See, the real, the man would have stuck around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Heartbroken. It's okay. I'm going to cry in peace. But I'm going to cry after this shit. <laughs> Always nice to have a celebrity swing by. Remember that time we had Sandman pop in? Did we? I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Some guy yeah. named Todd in his mom's basement named Becky Lynch unfollowed us. Oh, man. I mean, we still, we still go hit 800 this year. So, I mean, it's all good in the hood. Yeah, then you'll find out it's really her and you'll be heartbroken. Yeah, I'll be alright. This will be like that time yeah. we that, that Paige was on here. Remember that? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was just thinking about that the other day. <laughs> we had a couple of celebrities on here before. Yeah. You know, like Paige over here, didn't we? We had Enzo's mom. We had Enzo's grandma. We had Enzo's grandma. Yeah, yeah. She was she was a delight. Delightful woman. Don West has been on here a couple times. Yeah. Rollins, yeah, tell him to call in. Good idea. I'm uh, called my boyfriend Seth Rollins. Okay, Becky. Yeah, your Irish ass ain't that thick one. <laughs> I've seen your boyfriend's wiener. <laughs> yeah, he was holding yeah. that he was holding that shit like a Wiimote. It's it's even funny because quiet while people said it. <laughs> ain't no spank commands in here, motherfucker. Can you imagine? How would that uh, even work? Uh, All right. So now we gotta, now we gotta go over uh, NXT. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That was, that was, that was, that that was part of the action. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> so NXT, we have the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2020 Semifinals. The grizzled young veterans here for some joint manipulation against the uh, <laughs> against the undisputed eras Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and uh. Imperium distracts the Undisputed Era um, by being perched at the top of the arena. And here's another situation like what I'm talking about where they just kind of stand there and this lets the grizzled young veterans go over a Kyle O'Reilly with, uh, I mean, I don't they know what they call mayhem. it. Uh, shatter Machine, really. That's what it is. Right? Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird version of Shatter Machine. Just the only difference is by a team that's actually over. So, <laughs> but, Yeah, this was clearly done to make heat going into the World's Collide Saturday show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do I have to mute you? I hope if you don't pipe down in there, you know, we will we will mute you. So chill, chill out a little bit. <laughs> You're amusing me, but don't don't over amuse me. I don't want to be overstimulated, you know. I'm just saying, like it's a, the, 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 the joke stopped to be stopped being funny like quite a bit ago. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> as an inspiring stand-up comedian, no one to end the joke. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this was a good match, though. I mean, um, over in UK, they've been very high on the Grizzled Young veterans. So I'm not surprised to see them doing as well as they're doing in the Dusty Cup this year. Yeah. And it's their first one, so they're new to a lot of these other teams. But it's good to see them getting this exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I like the fact that this was done leading into that show. It wouldn't really make sense otherwise. But, you know, you have to have that little bit of crossover there. So good for them. Oh, yeah. Everyone looks good in this. And, uh, yeah, moving on, we had, uh, 
Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. And uh, this match gets thrown out by Bianca Belair attacking Io Shirai and hitting uh, Tony Storm with the implant buster, whatever the hell her version of it is called. Every every new move has a second name now, now that other people inherit him. I know it is the implant buster. Uh, yeah. Rhea Ripley comes out. And uh, what is going on here? Hold on a minute. Rhea Ripley is, is white hot right now, unless I've missed something. And she slides in the ring and looks weak as fuck. She's the one doing the running. And as she's sliding in, Bianca catches her with that double leg takedown. And before, um, and before that, like, Eel winds up just kicking her out of the ring and Storm winds up diving on her once she's out of the ring. Everybody beats her up. Like, at the end, it ends with Tony Storm standing in the ring holding, holding Rhea's title. (laughs) You know, it's just kind of weird that she ran in. She ran in for that. And, uh, it ended with her looking like that. It was it, it was weird. It was kind of it was a glitch of the matrix. I don't know what happened. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened either. But unfortunately, somewhere in that match, and I have to go back and watch where. But uh, Io Shirai tweaked her knee pretty badly, and she's going to be out of oh, action yeah. for two months. So yeah, she, she's going to be gone for a little bit. So yeah, I don't that that really sucks. You know, one of the better people that they have there, and uh, she's injured. So yeah, she, get well soon, girl. Yeah, she put up a picture. I'm guessing that this is some sort of a knee brace or something that she added here. Let me put it on the screen. But, uh, yeah, that sucks. And we're hearing that she wasn't going to be around for too much. So, but there was a chance that she was going to be leaving. Yeah, I mean, that's, oof, oh, bueno. So then we have Joaquin Wild. Am I saying his name right? Um, yes. Freaking, uh, DJ Z, Zima Ion versus Finn Balor. And damn, man, Finn Balor killed the poor guy. John Woo yeah. drop kick, as Mauro calls it, stomping. Coup de bras, and then like, Bloody what is, Sunday. What is happening? He killed the poor dude. It's just like, let's send him out to be assassin. He just got here. <laughs> what do you expect? You're going to have beat Finn Balor? Come on. Don't take that for granted, though, dude. This is a company that yeah. never used to have those squash matches. They Ring of Honor, much like them, those are companies that have always given people a reason to have a match even if they were meant to lose they wouldn't it's very uncharacteristic of nxt of all places to see them bring in new talent and squash them like that and to a guy who's from who was at a higher brand i just think that it defeats the almost the purpose of everything that to me is very telling about certain poor choices and direction what what was accomplished out of finn balor squashing this guy it didn't showcase right, the guy's that talent. That damn show was no message to Ela Dragunov. <laughs> you know, it didn't. It didn't showcase the guy's talent. It didn't make Finn Balor look better because whatever he beat Joaquin Wild. Unless you watched fucking TNA, no one knows who Zima Ion is here. The term is just some guy who got killed. It's like for most people, the same as the jobbers that we saw tonight. You know, with uh, Alistair Black and Rowan and all of them. It was just like it, it means nothing unless you were to research it. And I think that's the unfortunate part, especially because you know the Zima Ion is good. So why even have that happen? But whatever, that's one one criticism. NXT rarely has a hole in the armor. This is just one of those times a kink in the armor. Shayna Baszler versus Shotzi Blackheart. With Shotzi and her shitty Shotzi entrance. Yeah, Blackheart. Like I said, we kind of spoiled this because I had already re- I already had the review ready before um Sunday show. But like I was saying, Blackheart's offense looks rough. She botched a springboard back elbow. Whatever the hell that rope kick was, she did. That also didn't connect. She whiffed that. She, not good. Not good. I don't know. Was she somebody before this that I'm supposed to know who she is? Or, I don't even um, know where. I I feel like I should know where she came from, but then I was like, I don't. 
Yeah, whoever he came from uh, couldn't be much better than this because, again, like I said, the springboard back elbow didn't look good. It was almost supposed to be like that shotgun that come up that uh, Leo rushed us. Yeah. Instead of coming up for like the cutter like that, she comes up for a back elbow and she just fucked up. It just didn't work. The recoil wasn't good. And, and like I said, the, uh, she did some recoil rope thing, uh, where, uh, where she hit the ropes and then Shayna winds up forearming her. Like I think she was supposed to duck, but she didn't. So Shayna wound up hitting her. You could even see after Shayna checks, like, are you okay? I punched you like legit because of the way you miss fucking communicated going down. There was an <laughs> ugly, there was an ugly slice bread number two that she hit on the outside of the ropes that looked all discombobulated. Yeah, Brian Kendrick would throw himself off a waterfall. I mean, it was just like, I don't know what the hell was going on here, man. She, um, I don't know. And the finish to this, she misses with the senton off of the rope, and then Shayna goes over with the Kirifuda clutch. And uh, like I said on the post show yesterday, I'm glad Shayna kept it held in because I almost wanted her to kill her for that match. It's like, yeah, I'm glad she did one of those heel things where it was like she didn't release after the tap. Keep her there until she passes out and dreams of better wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, I'm still getting used to seeing Shayna in no belt. Because I mean, strange. she held that thing for 416 days in her last run. Like, she she's had that belt 90 percent of the time she's been in NXT. Like, it's weird not seeing it. Like, yeah, and I guess this is a backstage thing that happened. Let me see. No, she's not okay. You were already helping her before this happened. How would she be okay now? If if her initial answer was no, then the conditions worse now. She's even farther from okay. She was yeah, you know, she, you, you know what that's as bad as I'm pretty like fucking far from okay. She gave has to give Marcellus a Wallace answer. Yo, I, I swear to God, that's almost that's all that's, that's almost as bad as that fucking Armageddon getting hell in a cell match where fucking Cole walks into Stone Cold and goes, "Are you ready to enter hell?" Like what? <laughs> pretty freaking far from okay <laughs> don't tell nobody about this <laughs> what i'm gonna do is get a couple of hard hitting punk rock chicks <laughs> and gonna... i'm gonna get medieval on shana basler you, you stupid <laughs> yo i'm laughing so hard this episode the back of my eyes hurt <laughs> was that the end of NXT? I, I lost. No, yeah. no, there, there was still uh, the second Dusty Cup. Right, right, the semifinal: Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel against uh, Alexander Wolf and Walter. Um, I'm sorry, with Alexander Wolf and Walter against the uh, the Broserweights, which we spoke about before. With the Broserweights combining their moves again, that crazy double team offense for the win. Um, this match had a lot of unique offense in it with the catch brain buster from Fabian Eichner. He caught him out of the air into like a jackhammer position, you know, and then brought it down into a brain buster and the catch German from Riddle. Really good stuff. Like just every, it's crazy. Like the way they hit these combination moves, you think these are guys, these guys have been teaming for two or three years, not two weeks. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, the personalities couldn't be more different, but holy shit, do they mesh together well. Yeah, and I mean, I, I want to say, if my memory states me correct, Pete Dunne makes history as the only guy to make it to two Dusty Cup finals in a row. Because last year it was uh, him and Roddy. Yeah, and this was the part I talked about with you guys earlier where, where they told him that they were going to do joint manipulation. He was like, bro, I don't even know what you said. Something about manipulating a joint. Then I started daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, funny stuff here. So that was it. Was great. Oh no, actually, damn, we had one more. 
Okay. I don't know how we forgot about this. Uh, North American American Championship. Yeah, of course. Roderick Strong with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defending against Keith Lee. And, uh, yeah, it was a good match. It was what you would expect. It looked rough when Keith Lee shoulder tackled Strong over the ropes. Uh, the finish was, um, he catches Roderick out of the sick kick, uh, for that power slam. What's it called? The Big Bang Catastrophe? Yeah, the Big Big Bang Catastrophe. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he did it despite the entire stable being out there fucking with him. He overcame all odds. He got a huge pop. This was a great match. Oh, absolutely incredible. Afterwards, we had the undisputed era in the Imperium brawl in the, in the segment. As you guys know, we call on this show all the king's horses and all the king's men. We got the, we got the all the king's horses and all the king's men ending. And, uh, after freaking Walter chopped the soul out of, <laughs> yeah, he made them regret being out there. Oh my God. So yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah. Great NXT. Excellent NXT. And, uh, I don't know. Are we doing this in order of the shows that came out? Because then technically we would want to talk about SmackDown after this. Yeah. So SmackDown followed by Worlds Collide. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, just recap of SmackDown. I'm not going into every match, but, uh, just a couple notes. Roman took me out of the six man with his shitty offense. We talked about that a little bit on the post show too, where it's like, you got the Usos out there, you know, everybody's looking good, putting in their stuff. Roman needs to, I don't know, the selling and the, and the offense. It's weird because he's already made it as a character, but man, it, it would really do so much better if just some of his shit looked better. The clotheslines, the forearms, just, it doesn't look good to me. Am I the only one who, when I see it, it's just Jeez. underwhelming offense? Yeah, the, how long has he been wrestling now? Five years? You know what it is, though? Who was in that six-man again? It was, it, he hasn't changed anything in five that's, years. That's because they won't change anything in the whole five years. Well, who was yeah, in that six-man again? Remind I'm, me, it, it was him and the Usos versus who? Uh, let me go back was, and look. Was it, was it Ziggler stable? I forget who it was. But the point being... Yeah, it, it was Rude, the, uh, Corbin, and Ziggler. Yeah, Ziggler stable. Yeah. So the point being, when you're looking at this match, everyone in there has more convincing offense and selling than him. And it's and I, I normally don't complain about it because I know we're past the era of Reigns. Like, everyone's gotten over. But you know what, dude? He, has, he doesn't look that much better. And it stands out when you're with guys like the Usos and even with Ziggler. And uh, these other dudes, because they really lay their shit in. So it stands out more when you have these super kicks and all these hard hits and Ziggler selling the shit out of things. And there's this one guy who's there with those little forearms that you have to sort of oversell for. And then when, again, he took the the step bump and the barricade bump, it kind of took me out of it. Like, it, it always just looks uh, like just weak, you know? So I don't know, man. Uh, it's just, again, I'm glad he's over and the character works, but it's just something about, I would like him to evolve the way he moves and shit a little bit where, um, Guys who are the useless, who they're supposed to be lesser than him in a sense, like he's supposed to be the big dog, but they seem to lay in the more convincing offense. All of their shit looks like they're really walloping you around. Their little thing there where they crouch down, they hit you with the uppercut, their super kicks, their, the, the reversal in Sagiris, the splat, everything looks like it actually works. All of that looks better than all of his stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's an unfortunate situation. And like I told you before, if you would take everything that Baron Corbin has done in this past year, and just make him the WWE champion instead of Brock Lesnar, it would have worked very well because he's been the person carrying all of the other heels, making stables out of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, making stables out of freaking uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. He kind of just rallies together heels, and he's always the main antagonist of whatever show he's on. If he would have had a title this whole time, the only thing that would have changed about the show was the title would be on it. Because he would still be the top guy. And I think that would have helped build him and his credibility. He pretty much deserves that title run. 
for the kind of character that he is and what he was going with. So it's just a shame that it was just the title was on hiatus with Lesnar. It was something I kind of missed feel was a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Stop putting the fucking belt on Brock. You paint it to Corbin, let him run with it. Mm-hmm. Lacey gave that big emotional speech where she got sentimental. She somewhat cried. It was a shoot speech where she talked about like her, her father's dealing with addiction, the things that she's gone through, her struggles in life. This was huge. Like I said before, she's, a, she's a baby face for the rest of her life now with us. Like unless she, uh, unless she suplexes a baby, she's pretty much in face mode forever. Yeah. It, she, the, the, she 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 has the women's right a newborn at this point. She had the back. crowd at the palm of her hand, and it couldn't come at a better time. Like I said before, when we have war, this wars looming in the horizon, and all these things are happening, and you have someone here who's this marine who's patriotic and traditional and shit, giving morale speeches like that. It's like she's gonna be nuclear over with the way so the way the crowd the crowd hated bailey all bailey did was the cliche heel thing and run in and hit her in the back of the head from the top of the ramp and knock her down mid just when she had everyone eating out of the palmer and look at how they hate her they they would have killed bailey at that moment if they if they could have you know but then and we always joke about this dustin <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> bailey being the emotional freaking person that she she gets her ass kicked for two commercial breaks literally like she gets thrown around you know she 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 got thrown around a match she wasn't even in because we had fire and desire fighting bliss and cross and midway through it's like here she is still getting her ass kicked by by by, uh lacey evans through the match i don't don't want to ever hear the phrase bailey and it's working ever again these this woman her and sasha have the worst ambushes they always wind up at the wrong end of every ambush that they let like the fact that she got beat across the rest of smackdown and was like a side story and then the week before this the fact that uh the two of them jump lacey and the scene ends with sasha's knee messed up she's on the ground on her knee that's how they wrote her out of it i mean come on they're they're the fucking wily coyote of smackdown right now like everything they do just fails yeah like team rocket that, yeah, that's, that's what I was why saying. it was pointless for her to win on fucking Sunday. She should not have won that match because it's been a disaster ever since. <laughs> I can't think of a time that I've seen two heels jump a face and it ended with one of the heels injured holding their leg and the, somebody, and, and, and without the and, face, and the other heel like somebody and the other heel somebody get help and all the rest come running. What are you kidding me? What? <laughs> and, and the only time I've ever seen that happen is if like the, maybe the face has like a weapon or something. Like was freaking like Sabu with a chair or freaking Foley with a barbed wire bat. Something like that. Lacey is sitting here with just skin and bone just wrecking bitches. Like, you failed your objective that badly? That's some shit that Vader would force choke you for. <laughs> like you wouldn't be here if this was the Empire. Fucking, we can't call them the boss and hug connection anymore. They're the fucking putties. The boss and job connection. Jesus she Christ. She doesn't hug anybody like, anymore. But she still jobs. Anyway. You had to it. I had putty at the tip of my lips before you said it. <laughs> like, I get it. Lacey's strong, but damn, you're telling me that you can attack her when she's walking away and she has her back to you, knock her forward and get her on the ground, and somehow that scene ends with you laid out and your friend holding her injured knee and not unable to compete? How? What? Yeah, you what, see, she's making a rap album. No, motherfucker. She's. <laughs> Like, how? You better rap in that album about how you get your ass kicked. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And uh, so Elias is about to have Strowman sing with him. 
when Nakamura interrupts and he starts to, he kind of goes, ah, and then it cuts off. I was hoping that it was going to become like that future Simpsons episode, like from now on, where we'll always have the two of them together. And every time, um, Braun Strowman's about to sing something, I remember where, where, uh, freaking, uh, Maggie was an adult and every single time she was about to speak, something would happen in the episode. That would make, <laughs> she would open her mouth and then some show and the episode and the whole future, we never got to hear what she sounded like. I'm hoping that's what it is. Strowman never sings. He's always about to walk with Elias. And then like every time he starts, ah, just like he did in that SmackDown and then just something fucking ruins it. That'll be good. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going somewhere God. with that, you know? But I mean, another cool thing. First time, God, how many years? John Morrison in action? Oh, yeah. You get to see good old Johnny Mundo. Yeah. It's, and, of course, uh, get the win with old Starship Payne. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent stuff, man. Smackdown good. Gonna... He, ain't, he ain't missed a beat. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What else did we have? We had Worlds uh, Collide. The last thing we had was the uh, contract signing. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to rush to Worlds Collide here. But, yeah, we get the contract yeah. signing. And, um... Basically, this is where Bray signs in blood, right? Yeah, he stabs the fiend comes out, basically chokes out Brian, stabs his hand with the pen, and then just basically smears his hand across the fucking um contract. So he basically signs in his blood. It's not very PG or sanitary. I mean, hey, or legit signature. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can have whatever. Remember, Enzo has a dick as his signature. So if you decide to get signature, yeah. <laughs> On his ID. <laughs> I feel like I missed an opportunity, man. Like, if I would have known this going into life, my signature would have just been a sketch of Michelangelo, like, everywhere I go. Like, just <laughs> nunchuck-wielding awesome. Michelangelo. People be like, that can't be your signature. i be like, yes, it is. It can be. I'm told it can be, and that's what it is from now on. Here's my... I'll do what I want. Here's and Rick my... would always be the guy at the supermarket writing checks. You have oh, to wait, like, 20 minutes in line for him. Hold on, give me a second. I almost got the eyes done. I almost got yeah. the eyes done. That is my official Johnny Cock ring or John Hancock, whatever. <laughs> you stupid. Whatever they call that shit. Cock ring? <laughs> <laughs> One I of them. <laughs> I knew. Show name. Show name. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Motherfucker, if we could believe me. Oh. All right. <laughs> I'm doing uh I'm doing Worlds Collide mainly off of memory here, so bear with me. I, I got everything in front of me though, so I can fill in the gaps. But I do know we had to f- we opened the singles match Finn Balor versus uh that Dragunov dude, which again yeah, I'm not, I'm not a UK I'm not a UK guy. Uh, I know what I do about these guys. I do watch the takeovers though. But yeah, he goes over the Coup de Gras 1916 uh, combination. And, Dragunov uh, put up a hell of a fight though. Yeah, I like him. I like that high-angle German suplex that he does. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know? See, Ela is a guy where they've been very high on him and on, on NXT UK. And I mean, yeah, he has lost to Cesaro and now Bowler. But I can see them giving him these big opportunities to see how he handles himself among some of the big names. And I mean, even in defeat, the dude goes down swinging. Like, mm-hmm. he's, I, I think, maybe only a handful of, like, you could probably count on, how, on one hand how many people in NXT UK have beaten him. Yeah, exactly. Incredible athletes. Yeah, it looked really good. And we had uh after that we had the the cruiserweight match. But before yeah, we had we the, before we had the cruiserweight match, apparently they did this on I don't know if this is YouTube or what, but they revealed the new cruiserweight title. As you know, yes. Um, as NXT has grown and has changed and now with NXT UK and, and everything that's going on, we've been working on a new uh NXT championship for you. And uh, we have it here tonight. This is uh, now fully 
the Cruiserweights representing nice. solely the NXT brand. Nice. And uh, we felt like Look Worlds Collide was the place to do it. Thank you. Appreciate NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Thank you. I appreciate it and I will defend it. Yes. With passion. The best of luck. Thank you. Championship match tonight. Yep. Thank you. Look at this. Man, they got that WWE stand coffin now. <laughs> yeah. This match was uh, nice. Fatal Four Way Andrew Garza defending the title he was just given against Jordan Devlin, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks. Uh, yeah. The finish being Jordan Devlin going over. Yeah, with the devil inside. Was, I mean, this must be intentional because he even had a promo afterwards, right? Like yeah. He got this, on the announced table and had a promo. I was just shocked. Like, they just presented the title to Angel Garza. <laughs> yeah, he's had it for a little bit, but I was surprised for him to get this new title. But, yeah, um, over in NXT UK, Jordan Devlin has been on a tear. He's literally been beating everybody they've put in front of him. So, I think it's kind of cool that this is what it was building to because, uh, when it comes to the singles competitor, Devlin's the first NXT UK superstar to ever capture one of the NXT titles. With the exception of Mustache Mountain, it's never happened. So, I mean, huge opportunity for the guy. Amazing accomplishment. He ain't mini Finn anymore. Right? <laughs> that's that's just, I don't know. It was so out of nowhere. Like, Yeah, I just can't believe but, it. When I saw it, it was like, seriously, we're not going to... It's not good for that title either. It's changed hands from Leo Rush to Garza to this guy. It feels like it's losing its identity now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Devlin is a person where I see that I can see a long-term title run coming from him. Only because, like I said, when it comes to where I've been watching for the past, maybe, God, three, four months, the dude's been almost unstoppable. So I think it almost... It gives Devlin a new... A new batch of superstars that he has to go through because i don't think he's ever come over to nxt before yeah by the way i mean this match was all over the place (laughs) yeah very good match right oh god this was this (laughs) this was one of my favorite matches of the night like everything they did to each other just was crazy one really scary spot um devlin went for a double spanish fly but actually slipped on the ropes and I think it was Garza and I want to say Banks who were up there with him still sold the flip. But, I mean, that could have been bad. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely crazy. Garza chopping um Scott. And then the, they had a little chop war back and forth. Um, You know, the high knee. um, You know, the, the super kicks. Everything that was going on there. It really looks good. Like, all of these guys really lay their stuff in. Uh, the Canadian Destroyer was dope. Thanks oh is, is Canadian destroyer on the side there. You know, with after that, that was literally had a sequence where they were everybody's laid out afterwards. Really good stuff, that, man. That was actually nuts. It's kind of funny speaking of the destroyer. Do you hear apparently P. Williams had a problem with everybody using it now? Yeah, now he took too long, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where it's like, dude, nobody even knows where the fuck you are. Like, you should be glad your move has this much of a fucking influence. I guess he has some kind of a problem with it becoming like a transition type move. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's a high spot. Like, yeah, really? Like, dude, it's like, be glad your move has reverberated through the wrestling business this much to where everybody's learning to do it. Pretty much. Uh, So what was next after this? We had uh, the reunion. Mustache Mountain, Mustache Mountain versus DIY, first time ever. This was very, very cool. <laughs> this match started out fun, and then it got nuts. And uh, the finish wound up being after catching uh, 
bait in the air with a drop kick and sending him out to the ring. Seven got meet me in the middle for the win. Yeah, he caught, got caught with that. And that was the second attempt because the first time he was saved. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the second time he got taken out with it. And it was, you're right, it started off fun. You had the little thing with Champa. They had the little pose off where Champa sort of did his own little mustache mountain style um, flexing and stuff with them. And it was <laughs> I love that at one point, Seven looked like he was about to flex and he was just like, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. And then even the mutual respect at the end where they sat down in front of the guys and, you know, they, they put them over and everything. I thought that was very well done. This, um, the match, match itself. Is- yeah. Brutal, wild match. You know, they um, beat the shit out of each other. I think I want to say, cause I want to say it was Champa that got hit with the, with the, the Birmingham or I want to say DIY is now one of the, all if, not the only team to have a kick out from that move. One of the only ones. Yeah. Gargano hitting the springboard DDT from the top um, on bait while Champa was hitting the draping DDT on Gargano. That was cool. Also, I like when they caught them in the double submission, their signature little double submission, which I always thought is a really cool move because the two people have to, you have to look at your partner while the two of you are not tapping. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Toronto callback from when they won the tag titles. Cause that's exactly what they did to the revival. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I feel like WWE should have advertised this Saturday Worlds Collide a bit more because at the end of the day, this was uh NXT takeover quality. You know what I mean? Like watching oh, yeah. it, it very much had the feel of a takeover. And I don't know if it's that I wasn't attentive, but I just didn't get the impression that this was being pushed the way the takeovers usually are. Yeah, not at all. It should have been because, I mean, everybody on this card went full throttle. Yeah. Oh. Well. You know, I'll know now to be more mindful when stuff like that comes up. But I mean, most of the time, if there's a big pay-per-view, I'm looking for whatever the programming they're going to put on that uh that Saturday anyway. But this was definitely I'm glad I was unplanned. I wasn't sure I was going to watch it live, uh, but I yeah. did. And it was it was definitely worth it. Top quality stuff. Yeah. But uh the party was not over because up next, I believe, round four. Yep. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm for the NXT championship, the NXT women's championship this time. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, Tony, remember that time Rhea beat Rhea beat you? She did it again. <laughs> Rhea um, goes over with Riptide for the win. Yeah, that's because on the NXT she did that whole remember when I beat you, remember when I beat you again. So it's a callback to that because yeah. she didn't beat her. And it's kind of funny because like she act like she didn't beat her the first time altogether. <laughs> yeah, she fails that frog splash. Ripley dodges it. And uh Basically, uh, she hits Storm with the, uh, yeah, like you said, the Riptide. Yeah, this was a physical match. Very yeah. smash mouth, just like they've always had, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it ends with Bianca Belair showing up, which I guess that's what they're going to go with as the next feud. Yeah, it's her and Rhea at, at TakeOver Portland, so mm-hmm. they definitely, they, they kept that. They they made sure you didn't forget that that was in the wake of all the still going on, so. Yeah. And it's becoming late as hell, but we got to finish. Anything else about this match? Um, I mean, it was even the fourth time around seeing them go at it. It was a blast, just like the last three times. So, but I think uh, Tony definitely needs to take a step back from this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, because this time, this yeah. isn't that same Rhea Ripley you beat twice. Like, this is a whole different kind of a beast. So, so let's yeah. see what's next for uh, Rhea. Yeah, Finn Balor beats the hell out of Johnny Gargano. Um backstage when he was giving a promo and yeah, they uh, kind of teased something between him and Bay for a quick second like. yeah the mustache mountain guys and travis bank and all the others we get another all the king's horses and all the king's men where they're trying to basically pull back uh balor 
Uh, finally, that brings us to the main event, right? Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Yep. Which we talked a lot about this in the chat room as it was going on because we both have like different views about how this was. And I don't think either one of us hate it. But at the same time, um, I was disappointed at the fact that, uh, what's his name? Alexander Wolf, uh, he got hit and knocked out. And I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. He was literally knocked clean out by Bobby yeah. Fisher's kick. He was unconscious. The ref checked him. He wasn't going to kick out. Um, they had to get him there to get him out of there. But again, yeah. that happened so early on, it kind of ruined what they were building, which was these four guys versus these four guys. Right. And from the jump, it was now four on three because of the fact that Alexander Wolf was gone. In my opinion, before realizing this was going to happen, um, I thought that Imperium needed to get this win. Not that they're not over, but it's like at the end of the day, the Undisputed Era loses nothing. You know, Imperium can get the rub. These guys are covered in gold anyway. Nothing gets hurt from this. However, it does hurt it when there's three of them versus four. Because if you can't beat three of them, then you're not beating four of them. Which is exactly what winds up happening. Imperium, the three remaining guys go over the four Undisputed Era and... Even though Imperium should get the rub, it shouldn't have been at the expense of now the Undisputed Era. It, you know, they're supposed to be like the most dominant force in NXT right now. Why the fuck would they lose to three guys instead of four? Yeah. Now, with me, it was on the complete opposite. That really didn't say anything for Undisputed Era because where I looked at it, is it, where I looked at it was Imperium is different from anything they've ever dealt with. When Wolf went down, speaking from a kayfabe point of view undisputed era expected them to crumble if anything it kicked them into another gear because it's hey now one of our brothers is down we have to fight twice as hard and this is fucking walter who beat the one guy who's ran through all four of them and pete dunn and so for me it didn't mm -hmm. hurt undisputed era in the sense because it's just like okay now you know if you do it again it doesn't mean shit if one of them goes down right but that made me wonder what what's gonna happen what would happen if you had to fight them again and they kicked in that gear and then had the fourth guy too? I think at that point, because we've seen that they adapt, Undisputed Air would have some kind of a plan for if that happens again. Because like I said, we, like, we don't often see teams lose one person and then not crumble. So now Undisputed Air has to think if they do it again, what ha we have to be ready for when if one guy goes down and they don't crumble. Now they know that's a strategy that's not going to work. You can't eliminate them. You have to kill off the whole snake at this point. I think it would have been better at that point to change the finish and just the finish and have the Undisputed Era guys go over since they're heels anyway. And it was just like, maybe this wouldn't have happened if they had their fourth guy. So you leave it open to have the rematch. And also we don't, that guy doesn't miss out, which he really didn't get to be part of the feud or the yeah. match at all. And yeah, now there's, there's, there's no reason for them to face uh, the Undisputed Era again, nor will there be another pay-per-view, but there's no reason. Like, why would we want to fight you guys? Yeah. We beat you when there was just three of us. Where before it would have been kind of like, you would have had the two opposing sides where it's like the Undisputed Era won, but now there's that question of that guy. We have to run this back. Which, I, I don't know, I, like I said, I thought it would have been better for everyone. Either way, I wanted Imperium to go over. But, again, how much quick thinking can you do when there's a fucking guy unconscious in the middle of a yeah. live pay-per-view? Like, legit unconscious. It sucks. Yeah. Which uh, I did wind up hearing the next day. Alexander Wolf did let everybody know he is okay. He just pretty much got knocked clean the fuck out, but he's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. 
He said, I'm fine. I wish I could have finished the match, but safety first. Thanks to Drake, Wart, and WW Medical for taking care of me. You guys did an unbelievable great job today. As always, most importantly, it was my own fault. Hashtag chin up. wonder what he means by it was his own fault. Maybe it was something he just didn't do right, I guess. Didn't tuck his head right or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe he just he just had a bad angle and took the shot wrong. But yeah, yeah it's the, the it, it's kind of a I think like you said, neither point is really wrong. It just depends on how you're looking at it. Maybe he didn't get his hands up. But you know what? Uh, it it didn't take anything away from the actual body of the match oh, itself. No. I don't want to say that. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm disappointed that it wasn't the four on four because that's what we were signed up for. I was invested in these four guys versus these four guys. But they did great with what they had. A few things require your suspension of disbelief, like that iconic moment when the three versus four guys are standing in the center of the ring, facing each other nose to nose, and then they all break into a brawl where they're all punching crazy. It's strange, and I almost couldn't see. I have to go back and look how the fuck they pull it off when there's three, and you have the other guys on the other side are four punching, but they did it. I I think what it was was that two of them doubled up on Walter. Yeah, I guess that would make the most sense. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that were designed for a four guy. And that's the only reason I'm complaining that it, it took out what they were going for. And I give kudos yeah. to them for still being able to have this match because that means there's a lot of shit they had to adjust without the guy there that they needed on your main event match. What a pain yeah. in the ass. Which gives credit to those seven guys. The fact that they were able to just flip the switch like that. Exactly. And that goes, that's a testament to the fact we've heard here that NXT is choreographed. Well, there has to be to some extent no choreography because what do you do? When a fourth guy and your team is missing, there was adjustments there and you didn't see them and it still let the match work because they're yeah, professional. It was great. I mean, there's so many good things that happened. I mean, as we saw and I mentioned uh, last night, finally a name for that total elimination. They call it No Man's Land, which I actually kind of like that because it's actually a war reference. If you've ever seen like trench warfare, where there's a trench on one side, a trench on the other, that space in the middle is what's known as No Man's Land. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Because literally you go there and you're dead. So I kind of like that spin on it. But, um, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. They beat the absolute shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, very well done stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, really good pay-per-view. And they, they managed to do it with all of the other things going on on the outside. And it was cool. Walter crazy with the way he throws people around. His power bomb, his fucking frog splash looks so good. Um, We don't even have to mention the chops because, I mean, y'all watch TakeOver. Yeah, the chops are really bad. <laughs> like, I, I pray for any man. When I see him rear that hand back, I say, like, a mini prayer. <laughs> because, like, that, it's, just, it's inhuman for somebody to be able to hit you that hard. And then you sit there and be like, all right, cool, you're going to do it again. What? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of crazy because Walter's been UK champion for a long time. Yeah. Like, they've thrown everybody at him in NXT UK, and nobody's been able to beat him. He is a rough dude. I like I like his appearance. He's, he comes off as intimidating. They, that, that whole stable looks really good. You know? Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing watching Imperium as good as they've been, and they're only getting better. At this point, the only difference between them and the Undisputed Era is that Eichner and uh, Bartel don't have tag titles yet. Mm-hmm. And there's no mid-card title in NXT UK yet, so there's really nothing for Wolf just yet. But, I mean, with this, because, uh, I mean, they're they're teasing crossover. Like, with this one, I like the NXT at NXT UK. There's the actual crossover, not the only one in Survivor Series month crossover that WWE gives us. 
So like you could see the possibility of possibly Eichner and Bartel coming to NXT and snatching away those tag titles. Freaking Wolf goes after the North American title. There's a lot of potential that I think Worlds Collide definitely opened up a little bit more. Yeah, no, for certain. They they definitely did. And uh, hopefully they stick with it, you know? Yeah, with- I mean, Jordan Devlin's cruiserweight champion, so at that point, the door's wide fucking open. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a great event. Yeah, very, very good event. Uh couple stories real quick before we wrap up with Raw, because we're not going to take too long on Raw, just some stuff that I thought was uh, relevant. Matt Hardy is... Uh, he he had a new son. He <laughs> I can't even spoil this one. Have you guys seen the video of him introducing his son? No. Oh God, no. No. All right. I'm not even gonna say anything. I was about to spoil it. I'll let you hear it. Give me a minute to cue this up because otherwise I want to hear your reaction when you uh. What is this called? Yeah, I'm trying to find it because I saw it earlier. I didn't plan on bringing it up, but okay, there it is. Yes. We're so happy to have you. As part of House Hardy, Zar Bartholomew. I like to call you Zar Bar. And everything I do from now on <laughs> is for you. I'm going to the Raw until I am reincarnated with my broken brilliance. What the fuck did you just call him? Zar Bartholomew, Zar Bar. <laughs> I was about to say it, but I was like, you know what? Let me just bring yeah. the video up. <laughs> You could get- I almost thought it was Zarbon. I was like, whoa. Yo, I thought the same thing. <laughs> In my head, I heard Zarbon. I was like, no. Zarbartholomew. Oh, oh, God. That is, that is precious right there, Yo, right? His, his kids have the greatest fucking names, I swear to God. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he- Maxwell, Wolfgang, and Barthol. Yeah, the Castlevania characters at this point. What the fuck? And he did one of these... Yeah. Uh, he did when he's new. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. That doesn't sound good. Ugh. There we go. Sorry about that. A bit of a lag there. May the seven deities be with me! Checks his email. Don't need it. Mad fact. Matt is too handsome to wear a mask. Luchador, smoochador. Mad fact. Matt often craves Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Beer is a four little word. Come on, give me what you got. Let's go. Extreme is a mood, not a lifestyle. Cold blood in my heart. Cold blood? No. I am iconic. No. What the fuck? I may not be broken, but I'll never be broke. Oh no. 
That means I have to go back into this freezing, disgusting water. I'm certainly not going to ruin our expensive-ass suit for this gig. You don't understand how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. Silence! If any of you internet nobodies are making fun of my legs, remember, it's an upper body business. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He went through every gimmick he had there. Oh, look who it is. Holy shit. Vanguard 1. Vanguard one, I failed. I failed to procure my broken brilliance. My essence is dying. Abomination has taken it over. Soon he'll be in full control. Yes, I can walk. <coughs> oh shit, it's a cliffhanger. Oh dear God, that motherfucker ran through every gimmick. That was great. These are awesome. I I don't want these to end. Yo, I can't I can't believe we got fucking I forgot about Big Money Matt. Holy shit. That was nuts. That man. motherfucker pulled out the TNA title and everything. Good stuff. He said he said, I'm already out here. What they go do is suspend me. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. You're right. He said he's he's contracted WWE. He was having the fucking TNA championship in that. <laughs> that that is the universal sign that he does not give a fuck about this company anymore. Wow. That's something else. That is a man who was on his way out in WWE. Y'all let it happen. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, definitely. Noticed he didn't get that title wet either. Didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why ruin it, right? You don't want the uh, chocolate to get wet. That's oh, exactly what <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where he was going, but I was just hoping nobody else would catch it. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, no, he catch it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, recently, Kylie Ray posted online and uh, she brought up some mental health stuff that she was going through. This story is not entertaining. I bring it up. This is the picture that she posted. Um, I only bring it up because we spoke on here about speculating in regards to what the hell was going on. Remember, she abruptly left uh, AEW when she was supposed to be like their Bailey, their baby face Bailey, obviously not their heel Bailey. But, uh, yeah, apparently she kind of explains it here where she says, uh, long post alert. This is a tough one. Here's a non-edited picture of myself. No makeup, non-showered, but hey, I'm down seven pounds. Hey, let's not get vulnerable for a sec. Mental illness is no joke, y'all. On a real note, it's been a rough time. Starving, then binging, gaining 15 pounds, excessive workouts, major depression, panic attacks, etc. I'll spare all the details, but one thing I've learned throughout this whole thing is it's okay to talk about it. Being able to open up with others and listen to stories, hearing, sharing knowledge, and learning how much others go through as well as myself, along with different remedies and how to cope with and overcome is one of my favorite parts about this life and has definitely helped me open up. Thank you to anyone and everyone who has helped along the way, and hopefully this can even help someone else in need. Nowhere, not where I used to be, but better than I was. Feel free to drop different therapeutic remedies and self-care techniques below with a bunch of different positive hashtags. Um, so, yeah, we remember we were talking about how, like, she abruptly left uh, AEW. So, I, I, I don't know if we, we can, it's like she's saying that's the reason, but we can now uh, assume, I would say, that 
this had something to do with it as opposed to the speculation that was going around about it having to do with management. You know, like she was going through her own shit. What do yeah, you guys maybe think? she just felt like it wasn't a good place for her to be at the time. Yeah. Which, uh, she went to, uh, didn't she show up somewhere else after that? She showed up an impact. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. That was a terrible transition, but I mean, yeah, she showed up. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she's still there. <laughs> Yo, can you remind me who, who Van Hammer is? I, I Van Hammer was uh, WCW. God, was he in Raven's Flock? I think he was. Do you hear about him? Yes, DUI Van Hammer. <laughs> wow, you gave him a, a sub name. <laughs> yeah, what do we got here? Up at Fenner's point, in all cases otherwise stated, we got felony hit and run was the first degree felony, and we got driving under the influence. Your Honor, I'm uh, showing uh, a 1985 DUI out of Texas, 2004 Georgia DUI. Mr. Hildreth has lived in Palm Beach County for the last 10 years. He resides in Boynton Beach. Um, he's been employed as a manager for a windows company for the last seven years. Um, he has ties to the community. We would be asking that you set a monetary bond that he could afford. Um, we would be asking for $10,000 count. One. $3,000 count, two. All right. No contact with the victim, the minor child. No contact with any witnesses. No alcohol, no drugs, no weapons, subject to 24, subject to testing, random testing for drugs and alcohol. She's like, you can't have contact with the victims or witnesses. This is 75,000 count one, 50,000 count two. It's an alternate PBSO house arrest. Not good. That's a quick way to ruin your life. So the story, the the, the more I was reading all the videos around this, the the more I read from TMZ, the worse it got, because he was driving fifty miles per hour in thirty five mile per hour zone. He was drunk. He hit a boy who was riding his bike. The bike had training wheels. The kid flew up in the air and hit the top of his car. You see what I mean? How each fact was just worse than the last. Like, oh, oh shit. Dude, he, I, I oh, was, shit. He hit a I kid. Was, oh, he was on a bike. Oh, fuck. Oh. The bike had training wheels. So he was young. Oh, shit. The kid flew into the fucking air. Oh, he landed on the on the hood of the car. It's like, oh, dude, Van Hammer. <laughs> Fuck, like, I'm, like, I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just like it got worse. It's just worse so bad. Worse. I'm reading it as I'm st- I'm watching him stand in front of the judge. I'm like, oh shit! I felt like the judge, you know, because they're reading it while I'm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. fuck, dude. Oh. He, he, <laughs> he was also in um, that's what it was. Misfits in action. Oh he was, god. He was major stash. And now he's a misfit oh. in action. Yeah, he is. Yeah, holy crap. You know how we feel about that DUI shit on here, man. Like, I have no sympathy for you, you dumbass. 
think exactly. I get behind the wheel and thinks it's GTA. That's exactly. It's funny. He's a prime example of why we never ever have sympathy when someone gets pulled over for DUI. Because we always say, what if you fuck some, somebody else over? You hit a kid on a training wheel bike. And he flew up in the air and landed on the roof of your fucking car. Like There's no excuse whatsoever for hitting someone with a vehicle, especially under the influence. That being said, um, you know the way on here, we, we always speak about inherent risk with what you not, should not be able to do and what you should be able to do. So I have to flip it and say, what was, if you have training wheels, you should probably be on the sidewalk still. And I'm not justifying the hit, but you yeah. shouldn't be on training wheels in the street. I've never heard of that being, maybe, maybe it was a different order where in the streets you grew up in, but I always was under the impression that you training wheel practice on the sidewalk. And then when you're ready, you then practice with no training wheels on the sidewalk. And then eventually. The kid or Van Hammer? <laughs> God, and I'm not again. A kid should still be able to ride his bike in the street if the parents want him to. I'm trying to be careful, but I don't think you should. Like, if you're gonna, if you're training with, you shouldn't. Really fucking careful. Be really careful, and and that doesn't mean you should get hit by a car. But I just, I personally think that training wheels off the bike comes before street, unless there's a detail missing where he jumped the fucking sidewalk, which would just make this even worse. (laughs) If we just add. If we just add that to the list that this monster has on this on this thing, so hopefully not. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, but oh the God. fact that so the story can, reports change his name to Van Hammered. Yeah, that's that's uh that's rough. <sighs> oh man! All right, final story before we uh <laughs> final story before we wrap up with Raw here. So uh, apparently Tony Khan oh. personally donated in regards to the Kobe tragedy, which we spoke about that. Um, we didn't really speak about it, but we just sort of played the, uh, put the graphic on when we opened the show, which, yeah, that is, that is very, very sad that something like that happened. It is scary. Dude, I woke, I woke up to that news. Yeah. Like it didn't feel real for at least half that day. Yeah. I know this has affected a lot of people and, uh, you know, there's been an outcry in regards to that. Yeah, one um, of the greats, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely left behind Sir, a legacy. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't looking for it. Somebody had posted it. I saw it, but it, there's actual footage of the plane going or the helicopter going down, and oh, wow. it's 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 brutal. I mean, it's just spins, and then it's just a ball of flame. That's it. Do Do we know it's, what happened yet, or why it happened? It looked like some kind of mechanical error because you just see it spinning out of control and it landed like in a canyon and just. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. I hope there was no pain. You know, I don't want to talk too much about the uh, the death. You have probably 20 seconds of it spinning out of control. And then but once it hit, you're you're no, you're done. Yeah. yeah, and even worse, like his uh, his oldest kid, his thirteen year old daughter, was on there with him. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So, and there, nobody that. survived. So yeah, there were no. a lot of other people out there. So thoughts and prayers go out to everyone involved in that. Uh, that yeah. being said, the purpose of bringing this story on is uh, someone tweeted Tony Khan saying that maybe they should do some sort of um, uh, proceeds to the all elite wrestling. They're doing a benefit. They should do some sort of a thing for the um, women's basketball organization since um, both Colby and his daughter Gigi really believed in it. 
and our concert. That's a nice thought, but I'm making personal donations on um instead of on behalf of the company. So, yeah, that's pretty cool of the guy. To, uh, he also was one of the first people to be vocal on social media about encouraging others to donate and to help out and stuff. So I thought that was cool. Which yeah. Yeah, I, I also encourage people to do so. Oh, definitely. Uh, on lighter news, though, when it comes to Tony Khan, um, there's a rumor going around, according to Fightful, that uh, WWE adjusted that Robbie E. character to be a parody of Tony Khan. I don't know how accurate this is it's all speculation apparently wwe has denied it but they said that there are adjustments that were made to the character that he definitely didn't have before he was in uh nxt which i never seen the character before so you'd have to tell me but this is the comparison shot that i'm seeing i mean that 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 guy on the left looks like he's trying to matter the guy on the right looks like he fucking matters (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's just speculation The guy on the right looks like he would never be friends with Jesse Goddard. Yeah, and by the way, if you listen to the audio of this, don't forget, we we rarely upload these to YouTube anymore since they hate us and pull out, out of their algorithm because of our content. That being said, uh, the the replays do exist on our mixer.com slash talk brunch. You just go to replays on the bottom. There's 14 days. You can watch the videos of anything you hear us talking about on here. But yeah, there's the split screen image. <laughs> I'll have to see more of the gimmick to see for certain if they, you know, you never know with WWE nowadays. I, I mean, like, the two times I've seen him, I'm just like, oh, there's Robbie in a suit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, now we have to just pay closer attention and see if there's anything else going on. Whereas we don't ever really ever see Tony Khan on AEW cameras. We see, like, the interviews and stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's about it. So it's like, what could they parry? Like, <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think we're ready to just talk about raw before we get out of here um, yep. raw um let's see we started off with drew mcintyre promo his post royal rumble 2020 win promo with the you deserve a chance the oc interrupts and gets basically sent out there sacrificial lambs and uh the match itself was okay. I'm not liking certain elements of Babyface Drew. I do not like the three, two, one countdown into the Claymore. What is that? Where did that yeah. come from? Did that just happen? Was that the first time? They they've been doing that for a little bit before the Rumble, but it's like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do something like that, do what he used to do in NXT, the stomps before the fucking Claymore. Yeah. That was perfectly fine. Or better yet, if you're gonna I don't do need something, a three, two, one. Like, or better yet, if you're gonna do something like that, don't do something like that. That's even a better outcome. Like, just no. But you know, with their, with their bullshit algorithm, they got to do something. So it's just like, if you're going to do something, do something that's not so stupid. Like, yeah. And like I told you before, burial of the OC, thanks to AJ not being around, they're not going to really yeah. have anything for them. Yeah, they don't give a up. fuck if AJ's not there. Yeah, Lesnar shows up out of nowhere. He winds up F5-ing McIntyre, sending a message to him, furthering that. That's hey, I showed up. Mm-hmm. We get MVP. We get a little MVP video package, which we care not talk about, but I guess they're reintroducing him to the WWE universe. MVP versus Rey Mysterio. Um, I think King said it the best during this when the crowd chanting, you still got it. And King goes, he still got it. Now we got to find out if anyone still wants it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever heard King say in like the last year or two. MVP was very floaty. He was like a Macy's Day Parade float. He didn't have much motion in him. He just kind of, you know, he kind of, he kind of was like an astronaut on the moon when he was hitting the ropes and stuff. You know, like his his gravity was all fucked up. He moves like ass. 
Yeah. Yeah. The P in MVP stands for plate. At one point, Rey Mysterio <laughs> went for his springboard. I think it was a moonsault. And by the time he was in the air, MVP had just gotten up to maybe a knee. Yeah. Or that ugly spot where Ray's supposed to hit MVP in the back with the six. I, I don't think it was even supposed to be in the back, but he winds he up hitting him in the back with the 619 because he's, he's facing the wrong way. I think maybe he lost track of where the hard camera was. I'm not sure what happened. And then he winds up having to hit him with the, he does the springboard splash, but he's splashing MVP's back. Like he wasn't even laying on his, on his, on his back like he's supposed to. He's laying on his stomach. So it looked ugly. The whole thing. You see what I mean? That guy, that, he came back and had an ugly match. It was ugly. Yeah. His time, his few seconds in the rumble look better than that whole match. If you say so. Uh, Alistair Black squash is a black. I don't know why they decided to do this. It just doesn't really make any sense to me. You know, I was just kind of like, there's no reason that some Kenneth guy that was out there. I don't know should, what the fuck that was going on. Should I write on. that one down? <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck it, I'm doing it. <laughs> Probably not. I found black crime. He's some Kenneth jobber, but you know, he sits in the end style and then mid promo, the lights cut out. And then there's a, there's like a blue spotlight on him in the middle of the ring. I don't know if I have to really think for a couple of days, whether or not I think this is too over dramatic. Just the fact that he sat down and then the light, it almost reminded me of when South Park was making fun of wrestling, you know, oh, like, no. like just the fact that he, he, he was, he was sulking and then he sat down and then the lights dim everywhere else. And then the blue light on him in the middle. And then he started the promo in perfect cue with that happening. I was just kind of, come on a little, a little bit much, Alistair. Chill out. Uh, yeah, but he pretty much about makes it clear he's not waiting for the fight. Now he's bringing the fight now to everybody. He's, he's going after everybody. So look out for him. Uh, the oh, Viking Raiders t- take on the, uh, AOP so that, uh, I, I shouldn't really even say that. So what happens is basically Owens and Joe are in the ring and, uh, and Rollins is, uh, well, they're at the top of the ramp and Rollins is in the ring and he, they're, they're waiting for an ambush by the AOP, but then he plays on the Tron to show that they're back in his locker room, which gives away their locations. The Viking Raiders use that to take them out to give, uh, Owens and Joe the fair shot at the title shots against Rollins and Murphy themselves, which leads into that tag match. Had a nasty suicide dive bump with, uh, Joe getting taken away. As a result, I don't know if that was a worker or a shoot fall there because he did fall kind of hard and he got taken away. Uh, it becomes Kevin Owens in the handicap match. The finish being Rollins winds up eating a stunner from, uh, Owens only to get rolled up by Murphy and all the chaos. So they retain their tag titles. Overall good. Do you guys know if the, if the Joe thing was, uh, I haven't heard anything, any updates on Joe yet. I haven't heard anything. It'd be stupid. But then it, it happened so late into the match. I almost didn't really notice it. Yeah. But I mean, it was hard not to notice because he was gone. You know, they had to take him yeah. away after he. You know, it is, I didn't even died. think about the fact that Joe was gone. You know, <laughs> I didn't think that was happening. Yeah, he needed help out of there after he, in the suicide dive, he did thud kind of hard there. Maybe it was part of the selling, yeah. but it just looked rough. I don't know how you sell that successfully. Yeah, he probably just took a little bit of harder bump than usual because his dive is usually pretty safe. So. Yeah. Andrade versus Humberto with the finish being Zelina after a long match interferes and gets the match thrown out. And then afterwards, Humberto, um, in revenge removes the padding from the ground similar to what Andrade did to him and he DDTs him on the ground in revenge with uh Selena crying out for help um and it's funny because King he goes he goes he actually did it which was like my thoughts exactly because I thought it wasn't going to really happen to him and I was like oh shit yeah he, he got him yeah. good for you you know, why that, now. you know why that happened right yeah well why yeah 30 day wellness Seriously? for Andrade yeah 
It just came out a little while ago. Yeah, I saw it too. I wasn't sure if it was what? real. They had to roll him out of there. Andrade violated the wellness policy? Andrade got popped. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's been shooting the trend helo. <laughs> oh my god, I can't fucking believe you just didn't know. This is going to be a long yeah. damn show. I got to go look on the dirt sheets real quick now. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. He actually did it. Yeah. Write it down. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and, and we'll have the shot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the same, same kind of shot he had, but he had a shot. Oh, my God. I can't fucking believe you just transitioned that. Getting caged to a flare and you're already getting wellness violations. Look at that. <laughs> I was wondering why they did that because I'm like, wait a minute. That's crazy. The hammerlock man. DDT on the concrete, like that's like Flair rubbed off on him. You got Flair rubbed off on him. She got it. You got guys got it backwards. You're supposed to rub off on her. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so you will not see him for a month. So I wonder what that would mean in the case of the title. Because I mean, I know he doesn't have a scheduled defense yet for the 30 days, but. We've seen them strip guys at championships just right out of the gate like that. So it's like, yeah, but I feel like almost for the sake of the feud, like, I guess that's how you keep him out for a month. Yeah, because that's what they did with a uh, Rude and Rude got popped Freaking Reigns dumped the table on him. Yeah, here it is here. Holy shit. Andrade, man. What you doing, man? What's crazy is they would rather him be out for 30 days instead of giving up to old cartoon face. So everybody just knows old ass guys. You stop that. <laughs> oh, who? Humiko or the guy he wrestled? He's got a cartoon face. Marty Scurll invaded a New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginnings event. So that must be part of the new partnership between uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan, the renewed partnership. Um, we don't have time for that shit to, this week, but we'll play the video <laughs> next week of that. We'll also show Edge's new uh, T-shirt. Those are the only new yeah. things that broke on the, uh, the dirt sheets. The Andrade thing here, though. Man, Stacey said he's doing the other white thing in his life. I'm done. (laughs) He was told of his suspension in the morning. We don't know what substance he tested positive for. That's the only news that's come out. That's crazy. Holy crap. Breaking news on here. We didn't even get to play the breaking news drop. I'm so disappointed. (laughs) Anyway, let's see. Any other Andrade news? Other than that, he just prayed Charlotte. Congratulations, mommy. Hashtag Royal Rumble 2020. I'm proud that you fulfill all of your dreams. Dream come true. All right. Well, there's some explanation as to some of the shit that went down tonight. Yep. So, uh, ironically, the next thing is a Charlotte promo. The next relevant thing, at least, <laughs> is a Charlotte promo, you know, where she comes out and she basically is about to say that she hasn't really decided yet on who she's going to have. But then she's interrupted by the Kabuki Warriors and Asuka calling her Abaka and Easy Peasy and all that other stuff. This leads to a match. What even happened at the end of this match again? Uh, Kyrie, once again, another disqualification. Yeah, Kyrie jumps in. I do remember that. She jumped in with the insane elbow that I think, like, Charlotte just wound up fucking them both up anyway. Like, it was- yeah, heels aren't doing too good lately with that kind of stuff. No, not at all. Yeah. Then we get a completely throwaway segment. We get Mojo, who shows up with Riddick Moss because that's his new wingman, and they go <laughs> they go up against No Way Jose, 
they, who gets super jobbed. It's an immediate squash. He gets in the ring and basically hit with a finisher and covered. This didn't even matter that much because after our truth comes out, I don't know if he's dressed as a fucking clown or something. He's rolling up Mojo for the 24 seven title. Um, I don't know what the hell. Then Mojo winds up getting it back. Uh, this was, I don't know. This is chaos, dude. I, it was just all, it was night. Like I said in the chat, I'm fuck it. Let's bring out the oddities for this segment as well. We like, got Mojo out there. We got Riddick out. We got No Way Jose out there. You know, let's bring Hornswoggle and the oddities. And the sad part well. about it is, you could bring the oddities out. Riddick Moss is still going to be the least important person there. Yeah. Like, what really. the fuck is he doing here? The no. last time I saw him, he was getting his ass kicked in NXT UK with whoever the fuck he's tagging with now. After that, we have Liv Morgan having a match against Lana. Liv actually goes over. I guess she had a, a version of the Flatliner, right? Yeah, it's a. It's almost like um, it's a hybrid of the uh, come up and, the, and a Flatliner. All right, good for her. I guess they're pushing her over Lana because she can actually work. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I push a wet napkin over Lana. Okay. <laughs> yeah, last thing was the Edge uh, return, right? Yep, that was it. Yeah. Ed shows up. He gives his big speech about how he he uh, he didn't really explain how he's back, right? He just said that maybe there's hope, and then there turned out to be hope. He didn't really go into detail. I'm assuming maybe there was some new technology that fixed his yeah. neck. Yeah, he got a second neck surgery. Yeah, they put vibranium in that shit to make sure. <laughs> I, I did like that he basically mentioned the fact that the second he had the thought of what if, he started working to make that what if a reality. Yeah, which means don't rule out Paige. He was more fucked than Paige. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. He, he made it back. So that, to me, opens the like, door. Like, Edge's retirement was decades of, like, pent-up fucking injuries. She needs to look into that doctor. Hopefully, it's a similar procedure or something, but don't rule yeah. her out, you know, which would be awesome. And, uh, yeah, he gives his speech and he talks about how he's hoping to see some of the guys in the back. Unfortunately, like I said before, we traded AJ Styles for Edge, so we, he won't be one of them, at least for the foreseeable future. But we will get some cool WrestleMania moments. Yeah. So, uh, basically, what happens here is Randy Orton comes out and they have another warm moment. It's just a replay of last night. But it's really Randy Orton being a scumbag. And like everyone expected it, he turns on them, he hits him with the RKO and, uh, First, he was going to put his uh, head into the chair, but then instead he gives him a good old-fashioned one-man concerto against the ground. Haven't seen one of those in years. No Christian to help him out of this one. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... I heard the talk all day today that it looks like Edge versus Orton is what they were building for Edge's first Mania back, because, I mean, I think you saw the news he signed the three-year deal. So yeah. we got Edge for a good minute. Like, well, he's it's going to be Edge, like in the Undertaker role. I mean, so he, he he's moving a lot better than Taker, so he could be around more often. But that's what it said though in the contract that it's special occasions and special matches. He's not going to be on Raw wrestling, maybe every once in a great while, but he's not going to be a full time performer. But he'll be maybe. around. And uh, which we never thought was gonna be wrong for. He tweeted, "My wife is a badass." I guess in regards to her cutter and everything else that happened. I did like that. Beth had a really funny tweet where she was just like, "Hey, uh, we got a babysitter for the kids. What do you want to do? Date night Sunday? And then want to be in um, Royal Rumble Sunday?" <laughs> yeah, everything's kind of working out across all brands. You know, yeah. this is a good start to the road to WrestleMania for everyone, even even DNA. Yeah. Ooh, do you think you get a tag tag match with him and Beth? They're gonna have to, huh? Yeah, at some point, they inevitably, could. they will. Him and Beth versus uh, 
Natty and somebody else. Because Natty threw Beth out of the Rumble. Versus Matt Hardy and Rebby. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> nah, that wouldn't work. Versus no. Lita, Lita and Esa Rios. <laughs> you gotta find Esa Rios. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to find the rock he's under. Oh, right. oh, man. All right. Well, are we done here? I think we are, right? That is it. That's as thorough as thorough gets. If it didn't make it in, it's because it wasn't that important. Uh, it wasn't super relevant. It wasn't something that we needed to worry about. Um, oh. You know, so it'll, it'll get penciled into next week, if anything. That being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this entire evening, who hung in there for this late night, who was in the chat room during Raw, uh, Sith Lord Sting, George, Six Martin Four Five Seven Nine Seven Three, Superman Zero Zero Seven, Matt Matojo Three Sixteen, K Morgan Nineteen Seventy, SLP Junior, Mark Seven One Zero, Sugar Shane, Emang, Kula Ice. Six Slayer, Stasis Dreams, Willie V2, all of you guys in the chat. I'm sorry if I missed any of you. Just trying to get out of here quick. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch 364, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dar, aka Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Squires, we are out of here. Macaulay Coken, we coming for you, Whitey. Thank you.